You're listening to Football Friday Night On Demand exclusively on 600 ESPN El Paso. Stay up to date with high school football scores, updates, and news by downloading the free 600 ESPN El Paso mobile app. You're listening to Football Friday Night on 600 ESPN El Paso. Let's go back to Bo Bagley and Paul McKinnon. Thank you very much. Welcome back to Football Friday Night. We'll head out to our Cisco Movers Game of the Week, Pebble Hills at Eastlake in just a moment. That game just now kicking off. At last check, it was Andrus, 13-7 over Austin. Canetillo Bel Air, woo, Canetillo up 28-6 over the Bel Air Highlanders. St. Michael's up 13-2 over Cathedral. El Paso leads Isleta, 14-7. Burgess leads Bowie, 14-0. Chapin and Clint tied at 7. Del Valle, Oliver Hanks early, 14-0. At halftime, Mountain View leads Pecos 28-14. Also at the half, Lakeview leads Fabens 14-0. And Oregon Mountain up in Las Cruces. Oregon Mountain leads Centennial 14-7 in the second quarter. And also at halftime, Riverside all over Alpine 42-0. Riverside looking to improve to 5-1. Let's head out to Trooper Stadium where we have an update from Franklin and Eastwood. Let's head out to Adrian Broadus. Adrian, take it away. Guys, with 10.25 left here in the opening half, the Franklin Cougars just capped off a really nice drive with a 16-yard touchdown from Cameron Bird to uh, Bo Sparks. This is breaking action right now. So, again, we've got 10.25 left here in the opening half. Appending the extra point, the Cougars are... Dotto, who was the alpha the last couple of years for their receiving core. Now the alpha this year gets one game under his belt, and he's gone as well. So I, do, I the Eastwood passing attack does concern me. Uh, you got to like Franklin in this one, even though you know Eastwood's controlled him for the last several years. Let's stay in District 16A real quick. How do you see this one shaping up? Because that Pebble Hills win over Eastwood really kind of shakes up the district if... If Franklin holds on and plays as well as we, as they can tonight, Eastwood could be 0-2 to start that district. And Americus, with a win over Socorro yesterday, Americus is 1-1. Yeah, don't forget Eastwood's uh, the reigning champs from a year ago. Uh, Eastlake went undefeated as well, just played one less game. You know, that's what the COVID-2020 season looks like. But yeah, Eastwood could definitely be 0-2, but Eastwood could also... Run the table. This is just that kind of district this year. As, as I said, uh, the big dogs look to be Eastlake coming in, looking to get that district championship. They didn't get a year ago. They won one a couple of years ago as a 5A school. In fact, beat Eastwood to get there. But, uh, yeah, I, I think anybody can beat anybody. There's nobody spectacular in, the, in this district, maybe in none of the districts, but the talent level is so close this season. I think it's going to be a fun year, and I think 6A is going to be a fun district. I think guys are going to be knocking each other off you know, weekly that maybe – I'm not sure you can predict this stuff. Who's going to win the Eastwood-Franklin game? Well, I said maybe Franklin, but if Eastwood wins tonight, is that going to be a surprise? No, I don't so. think so. No, it's not. Absolutely. So it's going to be an exciting game. Hey, let's head back out to the Student Activities Complex. Go back out to Brandon Cone with a preview of our Cisco Movers Game of the Week. Pebble Hills at Eastlake, 7.30 kickoff at the Student Activities Complex. Brandon. This is going to be a very interesting game. We have the 4-0 East Lakes Falcons, 1-0 in District 6A, 1-6A against the Pebble Hill Spartans, 2-2, also 1-0 in 1-6A. Look, this is a team in East Lake. They have been flawless this year. Uh, they have been a team that's beaten El Dorado, a big win at Canyoteo, a very tough place to win against Parkland, and last week a game against America. 239 passing yards per game. 
They also have 190 yards on the ground. They're led by their running back slash quarterback slash wideout, Elijah Uribe, arguably the most diverse weapon in the whole city. This kid, when I throw out these numbers, 71 carries, 459 yards, four touchdowns on the ground. He also has 10 receptions, 240 yards, four receiving touchdowns, and as a quarterback, four and nine, 226 yards, four touchdowns. He's Mr. Everything. He can do it all. Then you have your quarterback, Sebastian Rendon. He's a five-year starter on varsity. He's got 731 yards through the air, 182 yards per game on average, nine touchdowns only, two interceptions. He's also lethal on the ground, 28 carries, 110 yards. Like I said, between the you know Uribe and between Rendon, you have two great assets and weapons for Eastlake. And then, by the way, they have Anthony Moreno, Isaiah Chavez, two very versatile wide receivers, and, of course, exceptionally good team defensively as well. On the other side, of course, Pebble Hills, no slouch. You've got to remember, they may be 2-2. Two and two. They've won two in a row. But keep in mind, first game of the year, losing 26-15 to 15 at Permian. They actually led at one point in that game before being knocked off by the mighty Mojo. Then, of course, at Delavalle, they lost there. So that's another tough game. But then I noticed they beat Dorado. And last week, taking on Eastwood, a big come-from-behind win, 29-28. This is also a team got Il Ochoa, great quarterback, nearly 700 yards through the air, five touchdowns, three interceptions, 54 carries, nearly 300 yards on the ground, seven rushing TDs. They like to air it out a lot, led by Jaleo Bost, also Diego Contreras, Marcus Torres. All these gentlemen have multiple touchdowns. And, of course, they have three capable running backs in Medin, Jacob Ledesma IV, and Marcus Torres. So it's going to be an amazing game this evening. We're looking forward to our Cisco Movers game of the week here at the SAC. All right, Brandon, thank you very much. Really excited about that. Cisco Movers can help with packing, boxing, heavy lifting, and moving your belongings to your next destination. They also offer storage at their facility. Take it from a family-owned company like Cisco Movers. They'll give you a great price and help you on your next big move. Get started by filling out a request form at ciscomovers.com. Cisco Movers, the best move you'll make in El Paso. And, Paul, I believe we have some score updates. Yeah, a couple of quick ones. This one from... uh Steve Escajeda, Kenya Teals jumped out on top of Bel Air. Nick Free is a 47-yard touchdown reception. And in the battle of the Catholic schools, privates, St. Michael's jumps out on top of Cathedral at Austin High School. Alex Nicholas at that one. Uh, if I can read my own, own writing, uh, Danny Lujan, a 12-yard touchdown run, uh, ends a long drive as uh, Michaels scores on their first possession of the night. 7 to nothing. St. Michaels leads Cathedral. Battle of 4-1 and one teams there, Bo. All right. It's going to be an exciting game there. Also, uh, up on uh, Andrus Austin, Jaime Chavez will have the call. Andrus scores first in an 84-yard touchdown reception from Jeremiah Cooper for the Eagles as they lead the Austin Panthers 7 nothing in the first. Some exciting games, and once again, Jaime Chavez will have the call in just a little bit. Steve Escajeda at Canateo Bel Air. That should be a fun one. Uh, Isleta El Paso High over at R.R. Jones Stadium. Ray Adalto on the call for that one. See if Isleta can can hold on or El Paso High coming off a double overtime game. So that'll be pretty fun there. Bowie is at Burgess. Jeremy Caranco will have the call on that one. Chapin and Clint, interesting game there. Joey Panisi on the call down at Lions Stadium. And Hanks and Del Valle. J.D. Sursley on the call from Conquest Stadium. So we'll have all those. Once again, earlier today, 
We have Montwood over Coronado, 34 nothing. That's a final. Still in the second quarter, just before halftime, Riverside up big over Alpine, 35 nothing. Last night's games, Americus topped Socorro, 26-0. El Dorado in a wild one over Parkland, 50-46. And Las Cruces High defeated Carlsbad, the Carlsbad Caveman, 42-13 as Las Cruces improved to 1-0 in their district. Paul, how did you see that El Dorado-Parkland game, 50-46? Eldorado was up big, Parkland came back to go up big, and then Eldorado storms back. Amazing game. Yeah, though the final 25 seconds are, are all you need to know. Uh, Parkland scores, has a narrow lead. They've been kicking away. Uh, best athlete, he doesn't touch the ball much because he's a receiver, and especially now with Quincy Estrada back as the quarterback, kind of a running quarterback, and you have the Ruddison kid who's talented. But Andre Thomas, the receiver, might, might be the best talent on that offensive team. The entire night, Parkland kicks away from that kid. We don't want that kid no. touching the ball until there's 25 seconds left and we got the lead. Let's kick it to Thomas. Oh, uh-oh. catches it about the 12-yard line and 88, uh, 88 yards later, and, you know, maybe about 16 seconds left on the clock, he's in the end zone. Eldorado runs away with a big win. But, but the key, really, I think, is uh, the quarterback, uh, uh, Quincy Estrada. I remember, he got hurt first game with an ankle and is occasionally dinged up, didn't play the whole game last night. I mean, he still uh, uh, switches snaps with the Portillo kid. But Estrada, athletic, can make plays with his feet, can, can run around, uh, you know, plays that are blown up. He can make something out of them, and he's a difference for that team. They've won three in a row. He's played, uh, taken most of the quarterback snaps in, in the last two. And I think, as they were last year, remember, they were runners-up in the Super 5A district to Del Valle. And, you know, I think that's where they slot in again. Although, Chapin has come out of nowhere as well, and we'll see more of them tonight. They've uh, found their passing game all of a sudden with no running backs in the backfield. So even Super 5A, I, I think, might be a fun one this year. Actually, absolutely. El Dorado, like you said, has won three in a row, now improved to 3-3 three and three after starting the season 0-3 overall. Parkland falls to 1-5. and five. We'll see how Parkland can rally from that really tough loss to El Dorado last night. We're going to take a break here on Football Friday Night right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. When we come back... We'll do our reporter rotation. Hear from all of our reporters out of the games. You're listening to Football Friday Night. You're listening to Football Friday Night on 600 ESPN El Paso. Let's go back to Bo Bagley and Paul McKinnon. Welcome back to Football Friday Night right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. We'll get to our reporters in just a moment. We want to thank our Football Friday Night sponsors, Cisco Movers, sponsoring our Game of the Week. Other sponsors include Longhorn Distributing, the El Paso Association of Builders, the Greater El Paso Football Showcase, Taco Avocat, part of our pregame meal, right here. Oh, fantastic. We have it in the studio. It's fantastic. Paul said he wasn't going to eat anymore, but he's going for it right now. And then, of course, home to our post-game get-together, the Union Draft House on Sunland Park. Come uh, talk some high school football with us at Union Draft House on Sunland Park. Always a fun time there after the show. We have some scores all around the town, West Texas and Land of Enchantment, New Mexico. Already in the first, Oregon Mountain kind of shocking Centennial Hawks. Oregon Mountain leads Centennial 7-0 in the first. Earlier today, Riverside up 35-0 over Alpine in the second. And Motwood already topped Coronado. That game a final. 34-0 Motwood over the T-Birds. And Paul, what do you got from around town? Well, uh, this from Conquest Stadium, 
Diego Mandel, 11-yard touchdown run. Delvay jumps out on top of Hank, 7 to nothing. Talk about going from the fire, frying pan into the fire, Bo Bagley. <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, Eastwood hangs 70 on you. Last week for your homecoming, you have the number five team in the nation, uh, Lubbock Cooper, who stuck 50-plus on them. And now you go to Del Valle, uh, you know, maybe the best Super 5A team in the city. It's not easy for those Hanks Knights. I, I'm telling you, they had to have made this schedule in 2019 <laughs> when they had an outstanding football team. You know, things have changed uh, since COVID. So, But uh, what else do I have? Uh, El Paso jumped out on top of Isleta, this one from R.R. Jones Stadium. Christian Castaneda, 68-yard touchdown reception. Uh, Castillo, excuse me, he had a couple of touchdowns a week ago as well, one on a, on a quick slant and another on a bubble that went for, what, 87 yards, I think. And then, of course, Pedro Chavez finished that one off uh, only 72 yards rushing, three touchdowns, the last one, 25-yard touchdown run in double OT down the left sidelines to give El Paso their first win of the season. And that's the team that's coming in tonight. Their quarterback's pretty hot, Jerry Kaitis. He's the one who threw the TD, a little lefty. So El Paso feeling good about themselves, obviously. Absolutely. The score tells us that. And also from Burgess Mustang Stadium, another homecoming uh, game, TJ, Mr. Jones. 74-yard touchdown run. Woo. Maybe the best player in the city. Uh, Jeremiah Cooper, of course, would uh, argue with that. Or L.J. Martin would argue, too. Over uh, absolutely. Speaking of, we have L.J. Martin, who's Tavares Jones, 74-yard run. Burgess on top of Bowie, 7-0. And I mentioned L.J. Martin. That's because Kenny Teal back out. Back out uh, well, actually, it was 7-6. Now it's 14-6 because L.J. Martin went for a 56-yard jaunt. And that was after uh, Beller closed within a point, so... Yeah, Martin's rolling again. All right, we'll hear from Steve Escajeda from Highlander Stadium a little bit. Steve, make sure you get your pen and your calculator ready. No doubt. You're going <laughs> to be piling up those L.J. Martin rushing stats. Also out there, St. Michael's over Cathedral over at Austin High School, 7 nothing. That game in the first, we'll hear from Alex Nicholas in just a moment. First, let's head out to Trooper Stadium. The Eastwood Troopers coming off a one-point loss to Pebble Hills, taking on the Franklin Cougars, and we already have a score at that game. Let's head out to Adrian Broadus with an update. Adrian. With 5.41 left here in the first quarter, the Franklin Cougars on top of the Eastwood Troopers, 6 to nothing. It was a, an 11-play, 91-yard drive by Franklin to start things off. It was capped off by a nice 9-yard pass from quarterback Cameron Bird to wide receiver Dominic Arellano, and that, was, uh, that capped off that really nice drive by Franklin to start things off. Eastwood on their uh, second or their first possession, they drove the ball 45 yards all the way down to the Franklin two-yard line, but a holding penalty negated them from actually scoring a touchdown. They attempted a 25-yard field goal, and it was blocked by Franklin. The Cougars, on their very next play offensively, had an 81-yard rushing touchdown by Cameron Bird, only for it to be called back due to holding. So, again, we've got 541 here left in the opening quarter. The Franklin Cougars on top of the Eastwood Troopers, 6 nothing. All right, Adrian, thank you very much. Troopers already on their heels early on in this game. 6 nothing. Cougars over Troopers in the first quarter. It's going to be a fun one out there. I'm sure it is. So we'll hear more from Adrian a little bit later. So... As we just heard earlier, Andrus on top of Austin, 7-0. The Andrus Eagles struck first. Let's head out to the coach, Jaime Chavez, from Allen Sepkowitz Stadium for an update on Austin and Andrus. Coach. 3.49 left in the first quarter. We've got a tie ball game. It's Andrus 7, Austin 7. And Jaden Wilson, the defensive back for uh, the Austin Panthers, he just picked off Andrus quarterback, Elias Duncan, and he took it 73 yards untouched for the touchdown, the, you know, the interception, and the extra point was good. And Andrus's score came when Elias Duncan 
The quarterback for Andrews fired an 80-yard touchdown pass to uh, Jeremiah Cooper. That extra point was good. Elias Duncan, thus far, six touchdown passes on the season. And the Austin Panthers uh, trying to cap, uh, snap a, a two-game skid as they've created two turnovers on uh, the Andrews offense thus far. So we've got the uh, 3-11 left in the first quarter in Northeast El Paso. Tie ball game. Andrews 7, Austin 7. All right, Coach. Wow, what a game there. Austin Panthers, maybe not the days of Isaiah Witterstauder and Willie Rodriguez, but they, maybe they come and play today against the Andrews Eagles. And, and numbers the biggest problem. It made me laugh when, uh, when Jaime said uh, defensive back, Jaden Wilson, because when they're on offense, that's running back Jaden Wilson and the biggest <laughs> weapon that those Austin Panthers have. So big, big play from Wilson. They're going to need it tonight. Absolutely. Tied at 7 at Allen Sepkowitz Stadium. Austin and Andrews will have more from Coach Jaime Chavez in just a little bit. And, and by the way, Andrews, uh, without Malachi Dell, remember, he uh, lower leg fracture a week ago in that uh, win over Bowie. Jeremiah Cooper sat that one out with a bum knee, so he's obviously back on the field, already scored a long touchdown in this one. So, uh, you know, Andrus maybe not at their healthiest. You know, maybe Austin has a chance to, to sneak up on these guys. We'll see about that one. Andrus 3-1 and one overall, Austin 2-2. Two and two. Let's head out to Bel Air where we already have a couple touchdowns in the books for Steve Escajeda. 4-1 and one Canateo against 2-3 and three Bel Air. Let's go out to Highlander Stadium and join Steve for an update. Steve. We've got 3.59 to go in the first quarter, and we have more than a couple touchdowns so far as uh, Canateo uh, out in front of the Bel Air Highlanders 21-6. Uh, Canotillo is scoring on their first position of the ball game. Their quarterback, Devin Granado, is hitting Nick Frias with a 47-yard bomb to give uh, Canotillo again that opening 7-0 lead. Belair answered less than a minute later with a bomb by themselves. Uh, their quarterback, Noel Moreno, hitting Adam Gomez from 42 yards out. The extra point was no good, but that made it 7-6 Canotillo, and since then it's been all Eagles. Uh, at 7.55 mark of the first quarter, that, that guy, L.J. Martin, scoring on a 56-yard run, and just about a minute ago, Devin Granados, their quarterback, he's scoring on a two-yard run. And uh, one thing about L.J. Martin, he came into the ballgame needing 181 yards tonight to reach 1,000 for the season. Uh, so far in the first quarter, still three and a, 3.45 to go, seven carries for Martin, 90 yards already, and that one touchdown. 3.45 to go in the first quarter here at Bel Air. It is Tanya Teo, 21, and the Highlanders, 6. Steve, thank you very much. Uh, I hope you have some extra batteries for that calculator over there. It could be a long night piling up those L.J. Martin stats. Uh, great uh, great job out there. Wow, what a first quarter by the Canateo Eagles and L.J. Martin. 21-6, to Canateo over Bel Air. That should be a fun one. Thank you, Steve. Now, we had Alex Nicholas slated for Irvin mm. Memorial Stadium in Tony Shaw Field, but unfortunately, the Irvin-Jefferson game has been postponed. That game will now be at Irvin tomorrow at 10 a.m. So we'll have uh, more from that one a little bit later, but let's go back to Alex. He's now at Austin's R.E. McKee Stadium, 4-1 Cathedral, hosting 4-1 St. Michael's. Let's go out to Alex Nicholas for an update on from R.E. McKee Stadium. Alex. One left until halftime, and it's St. Michael's from Santa Fe holding on to a 7-0 lead over Cathedral. Let's take you back to the 955 mark. It would be a, or actually take it to the opening kick where Cathedral would try to an onside kick to open the game. It'd be an illegal touching that would set up uh, St. Michael's on the plus side of the field. That would lead to a six-play, 43-yard drive with their star running, or with uh, St. Michael's star running back, Damon Duhan punching it in from 12 yards out. That would open our scoring. Cathedral, 
two drives so far this uh, so far in the game. They've crossed the 50 on both of them. One ended in the punt, and the other one would end on a long, uh, a deep pass down the right side on a fourth down and short. Isaiah Reese, Isaac Reese, excuse me, for St. Michael's has come up with the interception. Third down and nine for St. Michael's near midfield with 10-15 left until halftime, and St. Michael's leading Cathedral 7 to nothing. All right, Alex, thank you very much. We'll see how the Fighting Irish can respond now. Again, both teams 4-1. St. Michael's, the horseman out of Santa Fe, should be a fun one at Austin's R.E. McKee Stadium. Alex, thank you very much. Hey, early on we heard the El Paso High Tigers coming off a big double overtime victory over the Irvin Rockets last week, scoring first on the Isleta Indians. Well, let's get an update from Ray Adalto at R.R. Jones Stadium for Isleta and El Paso. Ray. Two minutes, 12 seconds left in the first quarter, and it is a tie ball game. Make that a Tiger uh, lead just happened as you were coming on the air with me. Uh, it is now the El Paso High Tigers 13, the visiting Isleta Indians 7 in a back-and-forth uh, matchup. Catching you up with the first score, and it was El Paso High on the first play of the ball game with a 68-yard pass and extra point was good. It's followed up at 4-12 in the first quarter with Isleta's 48-yard TD pass. Contreras to Marufo, PAT was good. And right as we came on right now, the third score of the game so far, El Paso High took the ball in from about 45 yards, and the PAT is good. That makes the current score with 2 minutes, 11 seconds left. The Tigers 14 and the visiting Indians 7. El Paso is coming off a big double overtime win against the Urban Rockets, 41-35. This game features two teams who over the last few years have seen Isleta beat the Tigers twice. The last time, 56-14 in 2019. No doubt that Tiger coach Ray Aguilar is hoping that the taste of winning stays with the Tigers. So, with two minutes, 11 seconds left in the first quarter, the score at R.R. Jones Stadium, it is the El Paso High Tigers 14, the visiting Isleta Indians 7. All right, Ray, thank you very much. Boy, what an exciting game. We already have some exciting starts all over town. 14-7 late in the first quarter. El Paso High holding on to a seven-point lead over the Isleta Indians. Now, Isleta coming in 3-2 and two overall, but El Paso, little momentum after that 41-35 double overtime victory last week over the Irvin Rockets. Hey, let's go out to Burgess Mustang Stadium. The 3-2 Burgess Mustangs hosting the winless Bowie Bears could Bowie shocked the Mustangs. Let's head out to Jeremy Caranco, his first action of the year with us here on Football Friday Night. Jeremy, what do you got for us? We have one eleven and counting in the first quarter. It is now Burgess leading Bowie 14-0. It was Tavares Jones, the star for the Mustangs on a 74-yard TD run. After initially Bowie recovered a must punt on, the first, on their first drive, they recovered the must punt from Ray Compost unable to do much there and actually TJ with a tremendous tremendous defensive uh, stop on fourth down there Burgess on the following drive from Bowie another three and out and Ray Compost connects uh, it catches a 24 yard pass from Andrew Rutledge Bowie also a fast start as expected Bowie hasn't won in their last 11 matchups leading back to 2019 and right now Bowie with the ball in another fourth down situation 57 seconds left in the first quarter. Again, is Burgess leading Bowie 14-0. All right, Jeremy, thank you very much. 14-0 now. Burgess 1-0 in district uh, already uh, after a big victory, uh, 28-22 last week over Jefferson last Thursday night. So Burgess looking 
for a little momentum here at 14-0. Thank you very much, Jeremy. Glad to have you back on Football Friday Night. Hey, another exciting one between the Chapin Huskies and the Clint Lions. Let's see who's who. Clint coming in with a lot of momentum. Chapin had fallen off a little bit after last year. Started a little tough, but hey, the Chapin Huskies are coming back. A big 43-13 victory over the Austin Panthers last week. Let's see how they can do at Lions Stadium. and Head out to Joey Panisi with an update. Joey, take it away. Yes, from Clint High School with 8 minutes and 11 seconds left in the second quarter. It's the Chapin Husky 7, the Clint Lions 0. It was a pretty hapless first quarter. There was no scoring whatsoever. That first possession in the second quarter, back behind star quarterback Mason Standifer, uh, they scored on a 24-yard touchdown strike from Standifer to Pastron. Uh, this game features two quality quarterbacks, Standifer from um, Chapin, and, of course, the heart and soul of the Clint team, Isaiah Gonzalez. I sat with his baseball coach. He's the star of the baseball team as well. Uh, Henry Rodriguez watches his every move. So sending it back with 7.43 left, we have a score of Chapin 7, Clint 0 from Clint High School. And, Bo, I think that's going to be the problem for uh, the Clint Lions in this one. Chapin's morphed into, into a passing team now. We, you know, we've talked uh, ad nauseum about how they've lost their speed running back and their power back, uh, the Williamson kid from a couple of weeks ago. So now they're looking to throw the football, uh, move to a freshman uh, who's, who's playing pretty well. And, of course, you heard Timmy, uh, Timmy Pastron, 72-yard touchdown. He's good for 100 yards a game through the air and you know, uh, a score or two. And for the Clint Lions, a team that runs the wishbone, how do you replicate a passing offense – during the week, okay, we're preparing for Chapin. They want to throw the football. Who's going to be our quarterback? Who are going to be our receivers? They, they don't have the personnel. They're a wishbone team. So you can't replicate that for your defense. So I think when you run into a team like the Chapin Huskies that's proficient at slinging the ball around, I think especially the first quarter, it's like culture shock. You just can't be prepared. And, of course, they hit them with a big one early, and, and you know, it might be Chapin off to the races. It could be. We'll see. Second quarter, eight minutes to go. 7 nothing Chapin over Clint right now. Joey Panisi on the call. We'll hear from Joey in just a little bit. We got some more touchdowns over at Conquest Stadium. Delvai hosting the Hanks Knights. Boy, really tough stretch to open up the season for Hanks. Let's head out to J.D. Sursley with an update. J.D., take it away. Yeah, we're about a minute away to the end of the first quarter. All conquistadors so far, 14-0. Running back, uh, Diego Medell, number 26, the 11-yard touchdown run to start the game. And Christian Martinez, so far the MVP of the game with 77 yards and a touchdown. But we do have to know and praise Jesse Ramos, who's averaging 183 yards per game. So he should eclipse the 1,000-yard mark uh, after this game. And we are a minute away, 14-0 divide. All right, J.D., thank you very much. 14-0 divide conquistadors over the Hanks Knights early on in this one. We'll see if Hanks can come back. Remember, they've been game-tested. Boy, when you play the fifth-ranked team in the state in Lubbock Cooper, you know you've gone up against uh, some tough ones. But uh, Hanks Knights and divide conquistadors should be fun. And you mentioned Cooper, so I'll mention Cooper as well. Uh, Andrus Austin, Jeremiah Cooper, Already had an 80-yard touchdown catch. Well, he's got another one. 53 yards through the air. And remember what I said about Chapin Clint? Well, let's just repeat that with Andrus Austin. Uh, Austin defense, I'm not sure they can replicate what Andrus is going to throw at him uh, through the air. Uh, no Jeremiah Coopers to, to run uh, uh, practice drills with. So 53 yards. Andrus now back out on top of uh, Austin. Jaime Chavez tells us 13-7. to 
All right, thank you very much. Also at halftime now, Riverside Rangers all over the Alpine Bucks, 42-0. Riverside looking to improve to 5-1. I think you can pencil that one in. Uh, Riverside 4-1 coming into this game, 42-0 at halftime. Let's head back out to Austin's Ari McKee Stadium, almost to halftime, is St. Michael's and Cathedral. Let's get an update from Alex Nicholas. Alex, take it away. 6.55 left until halftime, St. Michael's 13. Cathedral two. It would be a thirteen play, ninety one or yeah, ninety one yard drive by the Horsemen, which would be capped off by a five yard touchdown pass from quarterback Zachary Martinez to Devin Flores. That was on a fourth down and goal from the five. Extra point would be blocked. Cole Heinesy would pick it up around the fifteen yard line and would go untouched back to the house to return that conversion. And that's where we are at now. Six fifty five left until halftime. Michael's 13, Cathedral 2. All right, Alex, thank you very much. Wow, 13 to 2. We'll see if the Fighting Irish can come back in this one. Both teams, 4 and 1 on the season, should be a fun one. Again, one another note Jefferson at Irvin will be played tomorrow, 10 a.m. at Irvin's Memorial Stadium. So, all right, we're going to take a break here, then hear from all of our reporters, especially Brandon Cohn out at our Cisco Movers Game of the Week, Pebble Hills and Eastlake. You're listening to Football Friday Night right here on 6. ESPN El Paso. You're listening to Football Friday Night on 600 ESPN El Paso. Let's go back to Bo Bagley and Paul McKinnon. Thank you very much. Welcome back to Football Friday Night. We'll head out to our Cisco Movers Game of the Week, Pebble Hills at Eastlake in just a moment. That game just now kicking off. At last check, it was Andrus, 13-7 over Austin. Canetillo Belair, woo, Canetillo up 28-6 over the Belair Highlanders. St. Michael's up 13-2 over Cathedral. El Paso leads Isleta, 14-7. Burgess leads Bowie, 14-0. Chapin and Clint tied at 7. Delvai, Oliver Hanks early, 14-0. At halftime, Mountain View leads Pecos 28-14. Also at the half, Lakeview leads Fabens 14-0. And Oregon Mountain up in Las Cruces. Oregon Mountain leads Centennial 14-7 in the second quarter. And also at halftime, Riverside all over Alpine 42-0. Riverside looking to improve to 5-1. Let's head out to Trooper Stadium where we have an update from Franklin and Eastwood. Let's head out to Adrian Broadus. Adrian, take it away. Guys, with 10.25 left here in the opening half, the Franklin Cougars just capped off a really nice drive with a 16-yard touchdown from Cameron Bird to uh, Bo Sparks. This is breaking action right now. So, again, we've got 10.25 left here in the opening half. Appending the extra point, the Cougars are on night. Nine carries, 49 rushing yards, and Cameron Bird through the air. I heard you talk about how he does not have any incompletions whenever he throws the ball. 8 of 11 today, 107 passing yards, along with a pair of touchdowns. So, again, we've got 10-25 left here in the opening half. It's all Franklin in this one, 21 to nothing. All right, Adrian, thank you very much. Wow, 21-0, the Franklin Cougars over the Eastwood Troopers. Let's head out to Jaime Chavez and get an update from Austin and Andrus. Jaime, take it away. 354 left in the half. It is Andrus 13 and Austin 7. Andrus quarterback Elias Duncan. Two touchdown passes of 80 and 53 yards to Jeremiah Cooper. 
And on that second touchdown pass, the extra point was blocked by the Austin uh, special teams. Duncan, 4 of 5, 145 yards passing, two touchdowns, but one interception that was costly. And uh, that pass was picked off by Austin's Jaden Wilson, who went uh, untouched, 73 yards for the score. And Jeremiah Cooper, he's got three receptions, 137 yards in and also two touchdowns. So we've got uh, 327 left in the half in Northeast El Paso. It's homecoming for Andrus. Andrus 13, Austin 7. All right, Coach, thank you very much. 13-7, to still same score as the first. Wow, what a game there. Let's see if the Austin Panthers can hang on, make it a game of it against the Andrus Eagles. A lot of scoring over at Canateo and Bel Air. Let's head out to Highlander Stadium and join Steve Escajeda with an update on Canateo Eagles and Bel Air Highlanders. Steve. We've got 9.37 to go in the second quarter, and Canateo out in front of Bel Air 28-6. to uh, again, this game was a 7-6 ball game early on, and again, it's been kind of ever uh, since. And L.J. Martin with a couple of touchdown runs, and uh, including another one by their quarterback uh, Devin Granados. And Granados so far in the ball game, their quarterback three out of six through the air, 65 yards in a score. And we're keeping an eye on L.J. Martin's night tonight. Probably the best, uh, arguably the best runner in the city so far in that. Uh, Early in the second quarter, 12 carries, 144 yards, two touchdowns. For you math majors out there, that's 12 yards every time he carries the football so far tonight. With 9.27 and counting in the second quarter, Canotillo out in front of Bel Air, 28-6. And, Bo, a couple of scoring updates from uh, Clint High School. Mason Standa for 34-yard quarterback draw. Chapin moves back out on top. Clint Lions 14 to 7. That looks like a good one in front of our Joy Panisi and Hank Delvay. Not so good in front of JD Sursley. Uh, Williams' uh, interception return uh, uh, takes it all the way back. Three scores now, Delvay all over Hanks, 21 to nothing. All right, a pick six for the Divai Conquistadors. Uh, and thank you. I will head out to Joey and JD in just a moment. And Steve, thank you very much. What a game there between Kennedy and Belair. Let's head out to Alex Nicholas for St. Michael's and Cathedral over at Austin High School. Alex, take it away. Four minutes and running left until halftime. Still, St. Michael's 13, Cathedral 2. Cathedral really struggling to get things going on offense. Just 10 rushes for 32 yards so far. Their three drives have our two of their drives have ended in punts and then that interception on their second drive so st michael's with a second down and short inside their own territory 340 left here until halftime and st michael's leading cathedral 13 to 2 all right alex thank you very much 13 to 2 see if the fighting irish once again hate to be a, a broken record here but see if they can come back in that one make it a game of it hey let's head out to Rea dalto jones stadium it was at last check 14 to 7 el paso over isleta see if the tigers are, are still in the lead ray take it away Seven minutes, 12 seconds left in the first half. The score is now the Tigers 14 and the visiting Indians 14. However, the uh, El Paso High Tigers are on the seven-yard line with uh, quite a bit of time left, third down and uh, goal. Uh, the uh, last score was made by Isleta. Uh, a, make that a 15-yard run by Arath Gomez. PAT was good. That tied up the ballgame 14-14. And right now, Paso High on the verge of completing another touchdown. Six minutes, 38 seconds left. It's 14-14 uh, officially here at our Jones Stadium. 
All right. Thank you very much, Ray. Barn burner out there at Jones Stadium. El Paso knows how to play in close, tight games, so we'll see how they do. And another one against the Isleta Indians. An update from our Cisco Movers Game of the Week. Pebble Hills strikes first over the East Lake Falcons. Uh, you, yeah, you heard that right. Pebble Hills strikes first over Eastlake. So they lead 6-0 early on, 11 minutes to go in the first quarter. We'll hear from Brandon Cohn in just a little bit. Let's head out to Mustang Stadium, the Burgess Mustangs hosting the Bowie Bears and get an update from Jeremy Caranco. Jeremy. Yeah, 8-10 left in the second quarter. It is now Burgess leading Bowie 21-0. Andrew Rutledge, he has a touchdown through the air. He just added another one on the ground. 17-yard read option up the middle. Untouched for the score. Bowie has just uh, turned the ball over again, and Burgess again with the football. Again, 8-0-6, second quarter. It is Burgess now over Bowie, 21-0. Jeremy, thank you very much. Uh, the coach's kid, the coach's son, getting in the touchdown, Andrew Rutledge. Nice job by the Burgess Mustangs as they are uh, taking a 21-0 lead. Let's out to Joey Panisi at last check. It was 14-7, Chapin over Clint. Let's get an update from Joey Panisi from Clint's Lions Stadium. Joey. Yes, with, yes, with 105 left in the second quarter, the score is now 14 for Chapin, 7 for Clint. We're at Clint High School. Uh, second quarter's really come to life, and it's everything we expected from two quality quarterbacks. Um, last score was Mason Sandifer, 34-yard quarterback draw right up the middle with 247 in the second quarter, which made it 14-7. to uh, For Clint... Their score was set up by their star quarterback, uh, 49-yard run for Isaiah Gonzalez. They rumbled it in, and that leaves us with a, with a score of 14-7. to So now with Clint driving from the 19-yard line with 103 left in the second quarter, here's a little action. Let's see if Clint can get it in on this one play. Isaiah Gonzalez under center. Keeps the ball, options to the right, and he's stacked up at the line. So with 58 seconds left in the second quarter from Clint High School, it's the Chapin Huskies 14, the Clint Lions 7. And Bo, the end zone might be stacked up at Clint, but it's wide open at Eastwood Trooper Stadium. Andrew Martinez, the quarterback, goes 80 yards. Troopers finally on the board. They close within 21-7 to of the visiting Franklin Cougars. Uh, Eastwood Troopers on the board. Good to hear for Trooper Stadium. I'm sure that ignited that home crowd. An update from Riverfront Stadium. Riverside now up on Alpine, 49-0. Riverside all over the Alpine Bucks. Hey, at last check, it was 14-0 Delvai over Hanks. Let's get an update from J.D. Sursley at Conquest Stadium. J.D. Eight minutes left in the second quarter before halftime. It is now 21-0. Diego Medell, 11-yard touchdown. Christian Martinez, one-yard touchdown, and now Isaac Williams added to the score. She with a 15-yard interception, touchdown return. Um, 8.30 left in the second quarter, 21-0 Delvai. All right, J.D., thank you very much. 21-0 Delvai all over the Hanks Knights in this one at home at Conquest Stadium. Let's head out to our Cisco Movers Game of the Week and join Brandon Cohn for Eastlake and Pebble Hills. We got a score at the sack. Brandon, take it away. 13 remaining here in the first quarter, and Pebble Hills has an early 6-0 lead over Eastlake. Pebble Hills gets great starting field position. 
in the very beginning when wideout Robert Deal takes the opening kickoff 55 yards all the way to the East Lake 34. Then two plays later, Spartans quarterback Ochoa, a nice play-action pass, makes the jet sweep and throws a 19-yard touchdown pass to his wideout, Julio Boost. The PAT was no good. It was blocked, making the score 6 to nothing. Pebble Hills over Eastlake. Then Eastlake, their first possession, a three and out, and they are actually, it's back to Pebble Hills who ended up punting on their second possession. We have 635 remaining opening quarter. Cisco Movers game of the week, and it's Pebble Hills six, Eastlake nothing. And as soon as Martinez goes 80 yards for the Troopers, Jordan Morales brings the kickoff oh, all the wow. way back. Looking like a Franklin Cougars night out on the east side. 28-7, to they lead east with that one in the second quarter. Oh my gosh, we're going to go to Adrian Broadus from Trooper Stadium. Get a report from Adrian in just a moment after this break. And also, there. also good news from, uh, from Adrian. Somebody on the field tonight, somebody we've been waiting on all season long. One of the best defensive players, maybe the best defensive player, Stephen Powers back on the field for, for that Franklin Cougar defense. Of course, you remember uh, his, his big brother, David Powers. I think he's at Cisco College right now. I saw some video on that guy. He is a beast. And Stephen Powers as well as, as a sophomore. You know, he was running circles around his brother in uh, the Big Americas game for about a quarter. So uh, this guy can play. He's been out for a couple of months. Finally now back on the field. A welcome addition for that Franklin Cougar defense. Absolutely. Maybe igniting that Cougar defense over against the, the Eastwood Troopers as well. So big addition there. Well, We'll hear from Adrian Broadus and get an update from Franklin Eastwood. Of course, all other, all of our other games all over town. You're listening to Football Friday Night right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. You're listening to Football Friday Night on 600 ESPN El Paso. Let's go back to Bo Bagley and Paul McKinnon. Some other scores around town. Alan McGordo, Oliver Chaparral, 28-0 in the second. And San Elizario up on Tornillo, 14-0. Tornillo saying goodbye to longtime court, uh, coach Cody Burris, according to uh, Felix Chavez of the El Paso Times. Cody Burris is stepping down this month as uh, the head coach at Tornillo High School. For the past 16 years, he's been there. But in the uh, last two weeks, he decided to take on a new adventure. Uh, but he's been there as the boys' basketball coach, the AD, the football coach, I think the baseball coach, too. Uh, you know, probably raking the fields, doing doing everything down there at Tornillo. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, he was the basketball coach till till Stephen Lee left. And then they needed somebody. And they said, hey, Code. And there he goes. <laughs> there he goes. Gotta love that guy. Absolutely. Great job, Coach. Uh, glad to see you. Uh, uh, find bigger and better things. We're going to miss you at the football field, but uh, but you did a great job down at Tornillo. So thank you very much, Coach Cody Burris of the Tornillo uh, Coyotes. Hey, let's head out to Eastwood's Trooper Stadium, get an update on Eastwood and Franklin, a fun one out there between Franklin and Eastwood with Adrian Broadus on the call. Adrian, what do you got for us? With 5.30 to go here in the second half, Franklin all over Eastwood, 28-7 to here in the opening half. After Eastwood quarterback Andrew Martinez scored on an 80-yard rushing touchdown, Franklin sophomore Jordan Morales scored on the ensuing kickoff on a nice return. Both quarterbacks just exchanged uh, interceptions on either side. So Andrew Martinez for Eastwood right now, 9 of 18, 94 passing yards, two interceptions, and that one rushing touchdown from 80 yards out. Uh, Franklin quarterback Cameron Bird, 
Rookies 8 for 12, 107 through the air, two touchdowns and one interception. Again, we've got under six minutes to go here in the opening half. The Franklin Cougars on top of the Eastwood Troopers, 28 to 7. All right, Adrian, thank you very much. An exciting one out there for the Franklin Cougars, at least, as we just reported in our last uh, segment. Uh, Stephen Powers back for the Franklin Cougars on defense. Sure, that will ignite the Franklin Cougars on this game today. Let's head out to Coach Jaime Chavez, get an update on Austin and Andrus. Coach, take it away. Halftime and homecoming in Northeast El Paso for the Andrus Golden Eagles. Andrus, 13, and Austin, 7, quarterback... Elias Duncan, he's got a pair of touchdown passes of 80 and 53 yards to his wide receiver, Jeremiah Cooper. And that extra point was missed on uh, the 53-yard touchdown pass. It was blocked by the Austin special teams. And the only score thus far for the Panthers, Jaden Wilson, he returned an interception for 73 yards. Four touchdowns, and that extra point was good. Duncan's numbers tonight, he's 4 of 5, 145 yards passing, two touchdowns, and that one interception. Jeremiah Cooper, three catches, 137 yards. And Jaden Wilson, also um, the top running back for Austin, he's been held in check tonight, even though he's got over 600 yards rushing on the season. Wilson, 14 carries and 39 yards on the ground for the Austin Panthers. So we've got lots of time here with the, with the ha- uh, halftime festivities right here in Northeast El Paso. It's Andrus 13, Austin 7. And Bo from R.R. Jones Stadium. Andres Martinez, 25-yard touchdown reception. Esleta takes their first lead in the night. 21-14, they're up on homestanding El Paso High. We'll get a report from Ray Adalto in just a moment on that one from Jones Stadium. Let's head out to Highlander Stadium and join Steve Escajeda on the call for Canateo and Bel Air. Steve, take it away. We've got 411 here right before halftime. It is now Canateo 42, Bel Air 6. Another touchdown. This one, uh, the quarterback, uh, Devin Granado, scoring from two yards out to give Canateo that uh, almost insurmountable lead at this point. Again, 42 to 6. Uh, this gives us a quick uh, stars of the ball game so far for Penotillo. Uh, running back LJ Martin so far, 14 carries on the night, 162 yards, and a couple of touchdowns. Uh, quarterback Devin Granado, uh, he's uh, four out of nine through the air, 78 yards, two touchdown passes. He's also running for 54 more yards and a couple of scores on the ground. And one of the more surprising stats of the night, uh, Bel Air running back. Uh, uh, Nick Chavaria uh, came into the ball game averaging uh, 168 yards per ball game on the ground so far in this first half. Eight carries and just seven yards. So 332 and counting in the first half. Kind of deal. 42. Bel Air six. Wow, 42 to six as. Steve reported earlier that game just 7-6 to six in the first quarter, so Canateo 35 straight points. L.J. Martin over 1,000 yards on the season so far. This is a, a runaway game for the Canateo Eagles over the Bel Air Highlanders. An update from our Cisco Movers Game of the Week. Eastlake responds to Pebble Hill's first quarter touchdown. Eastlake now up 7-6 to six over Pebble Hills will get an update from Brandon Cohn in our Cisco Movers Game of the Week in just a little bit. Let's head out to where it's halftime at Austin's Ari McKee Stadium. Join Alex Nicholas for St. Michael's of Santa Fe and Cathedral. Alex, take it away. Not quite halftime yet. No. Just nine seconds left until halftime. 
It is St. Michael's leading Cathedral 20-2. to two. Take you back about a minute and four seconds ago, it would be Zachary Martinez throwing a fade here to the near side to Devin Flores from 22 yards out. That would be the second time those two connect for a touchdown pass this evening on the ensuing drive. Cathedral would drive inside the 10-yard line, but a 15-yard block in the back penalty would push them back to the 35, and that's where we're at now. It's a third down and forever here for Cathedral with nine seconds left until halftime. St. Michael's, the horsemen, leading Cathedral 20-2. to two. All right, Alex, thank you very much. Hey, we got an update. 21-14 is led over El Paso. Let's hear how it happened. Let's head out to R.R. Jones Stadium in Ray Adalto for an update on Isleta and El Paso. Ray. First half of this exciting offensive game, it is the uh, Isleta Indians taking the lead 21-14. to The last score was uh, a 25-yard run by Martinez. The point after was good at uh, two minutes and two seconds left in the in the half. We are at four seconds right now. Isleta's got the ball at the El Paso High 48-yard line, and that may be the last play of the game. Once again, four seconds until halftime. Isleta 21, Tigers 14. And not not at half yet out at Eastwood Trooper Stadium. Looks like they're finally getting that uh, passing game on track. Michael Caldetta, a 29-yard touchdown reception, as now uh, it's just doubled 28-14. to 14. Eastwood closes within 14. All right, Eastwood gets a touchdown back 28-14. Franklin leads Eastwood that game in the second quarter. We'll hear from Adrian Broaddus in just a little bit. Let's head back out to Burgess Mustang Stadium. The Burgess Mustangs running, galloping away with this one over the Bowie Bears. Let's get an update from Jeremy Caranco. Jeremy. 5.30 left to go in the first half, and it is now Burgess leading Bowie 21-7. Andrew Rutledge, who was having a great start to this game, throws the interception. He misreads the zone and is picked off by Bowie's Daniel Pata, who actually ran that pass back 17 yards for a touchdown, but it was called back on a holding call, and no problem for the Bears. Aaron Ramirez finds Daniel Pata for a 38-yard touchdown on a couple of plays later, so a nice sequence there for the senior the Bowie senior, Daniel Pata, with an interception and a touchdown pass. So 527 have to go here in the first half. It is Burgess leading Bowie 21-7. All right, Jeremy, thank you very much. Let's head out to Joey Panisi in the Chapin Huskies and Clint Lions from Lions Stadium at last check. It was 14-7 Chapin over Clint. Let's get an update from Joey Panisi. Joey, take it away. Yes, from Clint. High school, it's halftime with the Chapin Huskies leading the Clint Lions by a score of 14 to 7. After a dull first quarter where nothing much happened, the second quarter erupted on a Mason Standifer to Timothy Pastron 24 yard TD strike. With 9.53 in that second quarter, Scrappy Clint answered back, led by an Isaiah Gonzalez, their star quarterback, ran a quarterback draw 49 yards up the middle ran it to the seven-yard line, and on the very next play, fullback Zach Delgado ran it in from seven yards out, making the score 7-7. And then in a game where we knew it would feature two quality quarterbacks, Chapin's Mason Standifer had a quarterback draw of his own and ran it in from 34 yards out. Talking about these great quarterbacks, Isaiah Gonzalez leads the team in Rushing, 61 rushes, 683 yards. The young man scored seven touchdowns. Uh, passing, they don't pass much. Uh, he hasn't completed a pass this game, and he's only nine for 17 on the year. 
stand up for on the other side is 117.0 quarterback rating. Uh, Chapin's quarterback, uh, he's 63 for 113, 216 yards per game passing, 17 touchdown passes through the air, and he's run in two by himself. Interesting. Uh, Clint numbers, 163 yards total offense, no passes. Chapin's total offense, 163 yards. What are the odds of that? Chapin, 125 yards rushing, 38 yards passing. Uh, Clint's tough to score. They have 10 different running backs that have carried the ball and gained yards in this particular ball game. Second half, we'll see what happens uh, with the band performing. Halftime at Clint High School with the score of the Chapin Huskies 14, the Clint Lions 7. All right, Joey, thank you very much. This halftime report brought to you by the El Paso Association of Builders. Real high school football action is brought to you by the Real Texas Builders. Ask your home builder if they're members of the El Paso Association of Builders, the home of Real Texas Builders. That's ElPasoBuilders.com. Let's head out to J.D. Sursley at last check. It was 21-0 Delvai over Hanks. Let's hear if there's been a change. J.D., take it away from Conquest Stadium. 33, three minutes and 30 seconds left uh, in the second quarter. Del Valle 24, Hank 0. Uh, we scored a field goal last uh, uh, Isaac Williams with a field goal, and it's been nothing but a flag fest after that. Um, Del Valle 24, Hank 0, 3.30 left in the first, second quarter. All right, J.D., thank you very much. Appreciate the update. 24-0, Delvai over Hanks. Hey, also an update from Riverfront Stadium, 56-0, Riverside over Alpine in the fourth quarter. Also in the first half, it's Cobre 7, Anthony 7 at Wildcat Stadium in Anthony. And they've just gone to halftime out at R.R. Jones. Rhea Dauto tells us Isleta still holding on to that 21-14 lead. All right, 21-14 is Little Vrill, Paso High. Let's head out to our Cisco Movers Game of the Week. Pebble Hills and Eastlake, we have an update from the Falcons and the Spartans with Brandon Cohn. Brandon, take it away. Start of the second quarter at the sack, and Eastlake has taken a 7-6 lead over Pebble Hills. At the 622 mark of the first, Eastlake quarterback Sebastian Rendon throws an interception. It was actually picked by Spartans defensive back Kelly Brandon, who takes it to midfield. At the 30 or from the 35 to midfield, they weren't able to do much with that. But then a couple of plays later, actually at the 410 mark there of the first, Eastlake decided to mix it up a little and they put Mr. Do It All in at QB, Elijah Uribe, who Uribe he actually kept the drive alive on a great fourth and three conversion. Then at the 236 mark of the first, Uribe still in at quarterback for Eastlake scores on a 23-yard keeper. The PAT was good, completing an 80-yard drive. Quite impressive by the Falcons. So that made the score Eastlake 7-6 to over Pebble Hills. And as I'm speaking, Pebble Hills is in scoring position right now. They're at the 20-yard line, and that's an incomplete pass right now as it was Gael Ochoa looking for intended receiver Jaleel Boss. We have 11-13 remaining here in the opening half at the sack, and Eastlake has a 7-6 lead over Pebble Hills. 
All right, Brandon, thank you very much. 7-6, Eastlake over Pebble Hills in the second quarter in our Cisco Movers Game of the Week. Remember, Cisco Movers can help with packing, boxing, heavy lifting, heavy lifting, and moving all your belongings. CiscoMovers.com, the best move you'll make in El Paso. Let's head out to Franklin and Eastwood, an exciting game at Trooper Stadium. Lots of scoring in the first half. Let's get an update from Adrian Broadus. Adrian? 221 left here in the opening half. The Franklin Cougars still on top. The uh, Eastwood Troopers 28-14. to However, the Troopers driving deep inside Franklin territory before this half. Andrew Martinez, 10 of 20 today. Two interceptions, but had a nice 29-yard uh, passing touchdown to his wide receiver, Michael Caldera, on the previous drive. Franklin drove it to near midfield, but then had to punt around their own 45-yard line. So, again, we've got about 158 here to go in the first half. Franklin on top of Eastwood, 28-14. All right, Adrian, thank you very much. Nearing the halftime there at Trooper Stadium, so a fun one there between Franklin and Eastwood. We have fun games all over the place. We're going to take a break. Come back as the games are inching closer to halftime or starting up the third quarter. So we got exciting action all over town. You're listening to Football Friday Night right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. 600 ESPN El Paso and 95.5 KLAQ present UTEP Football 2021. Down this is Adrian Broaddus. With Sal Montes. This season, you'll hear a mix of UTEP football games live on KLAQ and 600 ESPN El Paso. Game four against the New Mexico Lobos, Saturday, September 25th. And after the game, get ready for minor talk. Only on 600 ESPN El Paso. Experience unique flavors at Taco Avocados. First, start with a signature hand-rolled taco. Choose between chicken, pork, ground beef, southwest chicken, or brisket tacos. Plus, vegan tacos are available. Potato, avocado, or bean tacos. Then choose your chips. Sweet potato, regular potato chips, or tostadas. Finally, choose a signature dip. Homemade queso, fresh guac, creamy buffalo, or sour cream. Taco Bell, the options. All at Taco Avocados. 2114 North Zaragoza. Taco Avocados. Eat good for you fast food. No gluten and no sugar. Order online. TacoAvocado.com. The 2021 high school football season is here. Keep an eye out for the Greater El Paso Football Showcase Top 5 Players, the draft watch list, and exciting announcements for all of our events this season to include the All-Star Game, Draft, Combined Mentor Program, Quarterback Challenge Golf Tournament, and Scholarship Announcements. Follow us on social media and visit our website at 915showcase.com for updates. Senior players, don't forget, SAT, ACT scores need to be turned in before December 1st to be eligible for the draft. Longhorn Distributing is where the pros shop for their cleaning and detail supplies and cleaning equipment for over 27 years. Howdy, Lauren Hodges, owner of Longhorn Distributing, inviting you to our store at 5516 East Paisano, just two blocks south of I-10, to see the wide variety of products on display. Most of our chemicals are concentrated, so you can adjust to your need to make the product and your money go farther. Check out our hot seat pressure washers as well and other cleaning equipment, all on display at Longhorn Distributing in the middle of El Paso. Cisco Movers, the local experts for moving across El Paso. Need to move your college student into their new apartment? How about moving an entire family from point A to point B? Too busy to plan a move on your own? Cisco Movers can take care of everything. Packing, boxing, heavy lifting, Cisco Movers will take care of your prized possessions and ensure they get to your next destination with ease. When it comes to moving, don't stress. Let the top professionals at Cisco Movers handle the job. Get a free quote on your next move today at CiscoMovers.com. 
Did you know that at the El Paso Association of Builders, there's more than just builders? Attorneys, car dealers, banks, credit unions, suppliers, and vendors are real Texas builder members. Why? Because they know that you have to trust what goes into your new home. El Paso Association of Builders associate members are proud to be a member of the El Paso Association of Builders. Go to ElPasoBuilders.com to check out your next car, kitchen, bath, or how to buy them. Supporting Football Friday Night, associate members of the El Paso Association of Builders are just a click away. Football Friday Night is back exclusively on 600 ESPN El Paso. Join me, Bo Bagley, along with Paul McKinnon every Friday night as we bring you the best coverage of the city's top high school football games. Tune in every Friday night to catch all the action in real time. We'll have scoring updates, in-game coverage, and everything you need to know about high school football. Follow 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter for scores and download the 600 ESPN El Paso mobile app to listen in. Football Friday Night, exclusively on 600 ESPN El Paso. This is Steve Kaplowitz, and 600 ESPN El Paso has a great way for you to enjoy sports talk on demand. Download our show by subscribing to the free 600 ESPN El Paso podcasts on your Apple or Google Play device. After that, you can enjoy the best of sports talk each day delivered commercial-free to your phone or tablet. That's right, all the best calls, interviews, and insight with the touch of a button so you never miss a moment. 600 ESPN El Paso podcasts. You're listening to Football Friday Night on 600 ESPN El Paso. Let's go back to Bo Bagley and Paul McKinnon. All right, thank you very much. Welcome back to Football Friday Night right here on ESPN 600 ESPN El Paso. We have a final. Lakeview Chiefs top Fabens 28-8. So Fabens falls to 1-5 overall. You know, I'm not sure I get that one. Uh, again, it's the the common opponents. Fabens uh, have been coming to close last couple of weeks. Remember, they were down uh, 31 to six a couple of weeks ago to Pecos, and they came all the way back 31 26. Last week it was, it was La Mesa, 13 to 12 losers. They scored late and went for two. Uh, didn't come up with it and lose by a point. La Mesa started the season with San Angelo Lakeview and beat them at their place. So you know, you would think you know doing the math, which you never can. You, you'd think Fabens uh, had, a, had a real shot at this one, but, uh, you know, did, didn't show up. Uh, I think they were done from, from almost the opening kickoff. Yeah, a tough loss for the Fabens Wildcats. They fall to Lakeview 28-8. to Scores around town. Last check, East Lake up on Pebble Hills, 7-6. to Eastwood making a game of it against Franklin at home. It's now 28-21. Franklin leads Eastwood. At halftime, Andrus up on Austin, 13-7. to Also at half, Can- uh, that St. Michael's up on Cathedral, 20-2 at halftime. Isleta topping El Paso High, 21-14. At last check in the second quarter, it was 42-6. Canateo over Bel Air. We'll get an update from Steve Escahead in just a moment. Also, the Burgess Mustangs lead the Bowie Bears, 27-7. At halftime, it's 14-7 Chapin over Clint. And at last check, Delvai led Hanks, 24-0 in the second quarter. Are you ready for our Longhorn Distributing Out-of-Town Scoreboard? 
Longhorn Distributing, the only hot seat dealer in West Texas and Southern New Mexico. Your source for cleaning equipment, service, and supplies. Longhorn Distributing, 515-5516, East Paisano Drive in El Paso. Paul, take it away. <laughs> you slapped me awake. I was daydreaming over here. Actually, some good games going. Let's get to District 26A. Remember Abilene that knocked off a Permian. Well, now they're trying to turn a trick against the other monster of of the Permian Basin, uh, Midland Legacy, also known as Midland Lee. We'll say that through the rest of the year. Fourth quarter score, Abilene up on Legacy, 27-21. to That would be a, a monumental upset. Legacy 3-1 and one coming into the contest. Abilene 3-2, and two, and they did get that big win a week ago. Oh, that Permian we were just talking about. They've rebounded nicely at Wolford Friendship, 4-1 and one Friendship. Permian on top, 17-7. to seven. Again, that a fourth quarter score. Elsewhere, wow, this one's it. Odessa is a different team every week. Odessa looks terrific, better than we expect. And then uh, a hiccup last week, they opened district with, with a disappointing loss. Well, now up against San Angelo Central, 34-7. Third quarter, Odessa all over Central. Central 2-3 and three coming into that one. Both the teams 0-1. In fact, both 2-3, and three, both 0-1. Thursday nighter from the Super 5A, Amarillo-Tascosa, is a beast this year. I know Lubbock High is not a terrific team, but Tascosa stuck a number on them. 82 to nothing Thursday night. Tascosa takes down Lubbock as they move to 5-1 and one on the season. 2-0 and oh undefeated in that district. Also a Thursday nighter. Amarillo gets by Monterey, so the Amarillos handed it to the Lubbocks on Thursday night. 24-7, Amarillo moves to 5-1. and 2-0 and oh in the district. Monterey, 3-2, and 1-1. One and one. Also in that district, a game going on tonight, Lubbock Coronado looking, well, actually playing their first district game of the season. 21-8 uh, at halftime. They lead Amarillo Paladuro. Paladuro took their first loss last week, 0-1 in the district. Coronado trying to drop them down to 0-2. And for the moment, Bo Bagley, that's going to be our out-of-town scoreboard. All right, brought to you by Longhorn Distributing. Also from the land of enchantment, the Centennial Hawks. Flying past uh, Oregon Mountain in the second quarter, down 14-7. They come back to take a 20-14 lead at halftime. Also now in the second half, Alan Magordo leading Chaparral 34-0. Let's head back out to our reporters and go all around town. Let's head back out to Highlander Stadium and join Steve Escajeda for an exciting one between Canateo and Bel Air. Steve. <laughs> We're at halftime here at Bel Air Highlanders Stadium, and the Canadian Eagles all over the Bel Air Highlanders, 42 to six. At one time, this was a tight, tight ball game three minutes into the first quarter, but Canadian has gone on to score the next 35 points to put this one pretty much out of reach. For Canadian individually, they're led by their uh, great running back L.J. Martin, 16 carries in that first half, 198 yards, two touchdowns. And those 198 yards that put him over 1,000 for the season, he's now at 1,017 and counting. Uh, quarterback Devin Granados, four out of nine through the air, 78 yards, two touchdown passes, and, oh, by the way, two touchdowns on the ground. Uh, Lorenzo Ariola, three catches, 31 yards and a score for Canotillo. Nick Frias only caught one ball, but that one was a 47-yard touchdown. For the Baylor Islanders, uh, well, on the ground, Nick Chavarria, eight carries, only seven yards. He came into the ballgame with 861 on the season. That's actually more than L.J. Martin had, uh, averaging 172 yards a ballgame, but again, only seven yards in that first half. 
Uh, quarterback uh, Noah Moreno, 9 out of 14 through the air, 153 yards. He's got a touchdown pass, but he also has three big interceptions. And Adam Gomez, big game for the Highlanders in that first half, three catches, 113 yards, and a touchdown. Kenneth Hill pretty much doubled up Bel Air total yards-wise in that first half. Kenneth Hill with 355 to Bel Air's 184. Kenneth Hill 277 on the ground, 78 through the air. Bel Air 31 yards rushing and 153 uh, passing the football. So as we say, Kenneth Hill trying to go up to five and one on the season. They're at halftime here at Bel Air. They lead the Highlanders 42 to six. All right, Steve, thank you very much. Boy, big first half for the Canateo Eagles over the Bel Air Highlanders. Canateo coming into this one 4-1. and one. Let's head out to our Cisco Movers Game of the Week, the Pebble Hills Spartans and the East Lake Falcons with Brandon Cohn. Brandon, take it away. 6-40 first half. Score remains East Lake 7-6 over Pebble Hills at the 10-13 mark here of the second quarter. East Lake quarterback Uribe still in there at quarterback, by the way, most of this First half, throws an interception picked by Spartans defensive back Diego Munoz at the Falcons, 35. Pebble Hills gets all the way to the 18 on a 17-yard completion from Ochoa then to Torres. A personal foul penalty on Eastlake then moves them down to the 9. And then Ochoa throws an interception at the goal line picked by cornerback Axel Medin, who takes it to midfield. Then at the 751 mark of the second, it was a couple plays later, as Eastlake running back Escamilla ends up fumbling the ball at the Spartan 35. So that's three turnovers, uh, two total by Eastlake, and, of course, one by Pebble Hills within a span of around four minutes. So sloppy play here in the second quarter at the sack. And, again, it's worth noting, I'm not sure if Rendon is injured for Eastlake, but it's been mostly a Elijah Uribe in at quarterback, Mr. Do-It-All, for Eastlake in this first half. Six minutes exactly to go in the opening half on homecoming for Eastlake. The Spartans are down by a narrow margin. It's Eastlake 7-6 to six over Pebble Hills. All right, Brandon, thank you very much. Wow, what a game there, a slugfest at the sack. Hey, speaking of another slugfest, this one's turning into one at Trooper Stadium. Let's head out to Adrian Broaddus with an update on Franklin and Eastwood. Adrian. It's halftime out here as Franklin still leads Eastwood, but this time by only seven points, 28-21 at the half. Franklin quarterback Cameron Bird with a fantastic opening half performance, 162 passing yards, two passing touchdowns, and they called back that interception that I called earlier. Instead of it being an interception, they credited a forced fumble on the Eastwood defense and a fumble on the uh, Franklin wide receiver. Eastwood quarterback Andrew Martinez, 183 passing yards through the air, 92 on the ground, two passing touch or two total touchdowns, I should say, and two interceptions in this first half. Amazing first half out here at Eastwood High School. Again, Franklin leading Eastwood 28-21. to All right, Adrian, thank you very much. Boy, a game that saw Franklin up 21-0 in early in the second quarter. Now sees them only up by one score. This is going to be a very interesting second half. And carrying a little momentum to halftime at your place, Eastwood Trooper Stadium, against a team that you've had you know, for uh, for maybe a couple of decades, you had almost no luck with. But uh, the last five, six, seven years, Eastwood and uh, Franklin has been a pretty good matchup for the troop. Sure has. We'll see how the second half plays out with Adrian Broaddus on the call. We'll head back out to Adrian in just a little while after halftime. Let's head out to Andrus Allen Sepkowitz Stadium. 
and join Jaime Chavez, the coach, with an update as Andrus is hosting Austin. At halftime, it was 13-7. to Let's get an update from the coach. Jaime. And the third quarter is just about to start here in Northeast El Paso. It is still Andrus 13 and Austin 7. Andrus quarterback Elias Duncan, two touchdown passes of 80 and 53 yards to wide receiver Jeremiah Cooper. And Elias Duncan, he's 4 of 5, 145 yards passing, two touchdowns and one interception. And that interception led to Austin's only score, a 73-yard interception uh, touchdown return for Jaden Wilson in Austin. And uh, Wilson also doubling as a running back. He's got 14 carries, 39 yards rushing. Jeremiah Cooper for Andrus, three catches, 137 yards receiving. The third quarter just underway with uh, Austin taking the kickoff. And it's in Northeast El Paso, Andrus, 13, Austin, 7. All right, Coach, thank you very much. That's also going to be an interesting one, Paul. Austin coming into this game 2-2 two and two on the season. Andrus, 3-1. and one. Uh, Andrus, a lot of firepower, but not seeming to necessarily get it together consistently throughout games. Uh, yeah, to me, I look at this as uh, the battle between the team that never beats itself, Austin, and the team that can only lose if if it beats itself, the Andrus Eagles. And, you know, 13-7, Austin's kept them close. A little bit of a surprise for me just because of the way Austin's gotten swamped the last couple of weeks. Goddard came in and handled him pretty easily. And then a week ago, uh, Mason Stanifer in that shape and uh, air attack was all over him again. He threw for 300-plus yards, and that was a runaway victory. So so a nice rebound for Austin here tonight, uh, their first district game of the season. Sure is. We'll have much more from that game in just a little bit with Coach Jaime Chavez just now entering the second half. Let's get an update. Is this game inching closer to halftime at Burgess Mustang Stadium? It better be because it's homecoming out there. <laughs> Let's head out to Jeremy Caranca with an update on Burgess and Bowie. Jeremy. Hey guys, yes, we just reached halftime as you put me on. So uh, at, at the half here at Mustang Stadium, it is Burgess all over Bowie, 35 to seven. The Bears got close within 14 at 21-7 when we last spoke with a touchdown pass from Aaron Ramirez, uh, Daniel Parra for 38 yards, but too much Mustang offense. Adam Sierra, uh, the senior, catches two touchdown passes as we last talked, a nine-yard and a 27-yard pass from Andrew Rutledge. Tavares Jones ran for a two-point conversion on the last score to make it 35-7 to to make up for a missed extra point. So Andrew Rutledge with three touchdown passes and interception for 128 yards. Tavares Jones on the ground with just six carries, has 123 yards and a touchdown. Ray Campos with a touchdown at Adam Sierra with two for the Mustangs. 290 yards for the Mustangs and just 69 for the Bears here in the first half of play. So halftime again. Homecoming of Burgess, it's 35-7. The Mustangs lead the Bowie Bears. So Sierra gets involved in the game. A couple of touchdowns now, back-to-back. Remember, he's the one with the go-ahead score a week ago on the Thursday nighter against Jefferson uh, to put them up. And that was with Tavares Jones not on the field. And then later, the the street kid, another uh, roll pass to the left side, a little six-yard touchdown reception. Again, with Jones' uh, uh, sidelined injury. So good to get uh, other kids involved. And, and by the way, I hope Hanks is paying attention. This is... This is how you handle a homecoming night. You schedule somebody you can handle. Not Lubba Cooper like they did a week ago. <laughs> yeah. You bring in Windless Bowie. And, oh, by the way, since it's homecoming at Burgess, that means 
Bill Burkhead, the old uh, ball coach, uh, always in town. Got a text from uh, your friend and mine, Mark Miller, the former host of uh, Football Friday Night. And, of course, they always hang when Billy's in town. Tight friends back from their coaching days and even uh, high school days. Oh, good to see you over at Burgess Mustang Stadium. Once again, thank you, Jeremy. Burgess leading Bowie 35-7 at halftime. Let's get an update from Austin's Ari McKee Stadium, Cathedral and St. Michael's, both teams 4-1 and one on the season, but this one all St. Michael's at halftime, 20-2. St. Michael's over Cathedral. Let's get an update from Alex Nicholas. Alex. 9.50 and running here in the third quarter, and it's still... St. Michael's 20, Cathedral 2. Catch up with some halftime stats. This is a quick-moving game. I have uh, St. Michael's at 208 total yards. Very balanced attack here from St. Michael's. Uh, Zachary Martinez completed his last five passes of the half. He went into the half 8 of 12 passing, two touchdowns, 103 yards. Both of those touchdowns going to Devin Flores, five catches, 55 yards, and those two touchdowns, as I mentioned. For Cathedral, just seven first-half first downs, four of them coming on their last drive, which ended the half. I have them for 125 total yards. Their star receiver, Ray Hernandez, is getting shut down in this one. Very surprising numbers. Three catches for 44 yards. This is a horseman team who's only allowed 43 points this season, so they're flexing their defense. In the second half, I expect them to flex their uh, run game to chew down this clock. 9.37 left in the third quarter. Cathedral trailing St. Michael's 20-2. to two. And Bo, little minor league baseball for anyone who might be interested. Those chihuahuas. Five to two up on OKC. The key part, <laughs> top of the seventh. Two out, top of the seventh. El Paso leads Oklahoma City five to two. They had a really fast first three innings, and now I think the last two innings, three innings, have taken about two hours. So typical. <laughs> That's right. All right, let's go back now. And thank you very much, Alex. Appreciate that update. Let's go out to Rea Dauto at the half. It was 21-14. Is led over El Paso High. Let's go out to Ray with an update. Ray. Five minutes, 37 seconds left in the halftime performance. It's a homecoming game here at El Paso High. And it still remains the visiting Isleta Indians 21 and the Tigers 14. Isleta came into this ballgame 3-2 with all three wins on the road. They have won nothing at home for a while. As a matter of fact, the reservation has become almost a ghost time when uh, playing football now for Isleta. It's interesting that this could be their fourth win if they uh, continue to pound the pavement as they uh, have been and make that an all-road trip so far uh, this year. El Paso, as you uh, well know, and I know more more than most, has been struggling for a number of years to get a win, and they did that last week in super performance against the Irving Rockets in a double overtime. They are 1-3 right now for the season, and they're trying to make this their first homecoming win in several years. And uh, if Coach Ray Aguilar has his way, the guys will come out and play tough ball. We've had five scores during this first half, all of them uh, good, solid offensive plays. The, uh, the defense on both sides has been extraordinarily good. We've got good running, good passing, good blocking, good quarterbacks, very little penalties in, in the play. We hope that the second half does the same. So as we wind down the clock, it's going to be four minutes on the clock left in the uh, halftime here, homecoming at El Paso High. The score remains the visiting Isleta Indians 21, the El Paso High Tigers 14. All right, Ray, thank you very much. Exciting game out there between Isleta and El Paso High. And Bo, speaking of uh, 21, that's how many points San San Elizario has now. 
Just started the third quarter. San Eli and Tornillo. San Eli 21 zip. Both teams winless on the season at 0-5, so Sanelli looking like they're cruising to their first victory of the season. Let's head out to Joey Panisi and join uh, Chapin and Clint and get an update. It was 14-7 Chapin at halftime. Let's get an update with Joey from Lions Stadium. Joey, take it away. Yes, from Clint High School with 549 left in the third quarter. It's now the Chapin Huskies 21 the Clint Lions 14. Mm. This Clint team is scrappier than I've ever seen, and they just will not go away. Starting off the third quarter, uh, Mason Standifer connected on a 46-yard touchdown strike to Anthony Rivera. He took the ball in the shotgun, scrambled over to his left side, and left. And the defense left Anthony Rivera all alone on the right side through the bomb touchdown. Not to be outdone, though, Ismail Ortiz, ran it in for three yards out for the for the Clint Lions on the very next um, possession was six fifty in the quarter, but it was set off set up by an off tackle fifty five yard run by Manny Holguin. So right now we've got Chapin on the Clint forty five yard line, uh, threatening to strike again. So with four fifty six left to go in the third quarter, we have the Chapin Huskies twenty one, the Clint Lions fourteen. And both is from our uh, game of the week, East Lake Pebble Hills. East Lake uh, widens their lead. Marcus Torres four yard touchdown reception from Gael Ochoa. Fourteen to six now. They lead Pebble Hills. That's a good one. That is a good one. We'll head out to Brandon Cohn in just a moment. This game should be at halftime between Hanks and Delvai. Let's head out to JD Sursley for an update. JD, you are correct. We are at halftime. It is twenty four zero. Nothing has changed. Mr. Christian Martinez is the MVP so far with 95 yards and a touchdown running. Jesse Ramos is 20 yards away from eclipsing the 1,000-yard mark, so he should begin that in the second half. It is 24-0 De Valle over Hanks at halftime. All right, J.D., thank you very much. 24 nothing looks like the Del Valle Conquistadors cruising to improving to 5-1 and one on the season. Let's head back out to our... Cisco Movers game of the week. It's Pebble Hills and Eastlake. As we just heard, 14 to 6. Eastlake again on the board. They were down 6 nothing in the first quarter in this one. They're now up 14 to 6. We'll get an update from Brandon Cohn in just a moment. Some of the scores around town 63 to 6. Riverside over Alpine at halftime. 20 to 14. Centennial over Oregon Mountain coming down from being Coming back from being down 7 nothing in that one. And it's a final in Lakeview. Fabens falls to the Lakeview Chiefs 28-8. to Let's head back out to our Cisco Movers game of the week and join Brandon Cohn with an update from the sack. Brandon. 45 seconds left here in the opening half, and uh, Pebble Hills now with a 14-7 lead over Eastlake at the 110 mark of the second quarter. Pebble Hills quarterback Ochoa throws a beautiful four-yard touchdown to his wideout, Marcus Torres. Then they go for two. Ochoa completes it to running back Eric Marine, making the score 14-7 to Pebble Hills over Eastlake. What a drive. Six minutes and 52 seconds. 13-play, 64-yard drive by the Spartans. We have 40 seconds to go here in the half, and the very impressive drive gives Pebble Hills a 14-7 to lead over Eastlake. 
All right, Brandon, thank you very much. I had that score wrong, so it's Pebble Hills 14-7 to over Eastlake. We'll have a halftime report from Brandon in just a little bit. Let's head back out to Adrian Broadus. Franklin Eastwood can't stop thinking about this one. 28-21 at halftime. I understand it's probably still halftime homecoming, but what other fun stats do you have for us, Adrian? Thanks for sending it back to me, guys. What a great first half it still it, it really was. Uh, Franklin still on top of Eastwood, twenty-eight to twenty-one in the first half. Uh, it was Cameron Bird for the Franklin Cougars with hundred eighty-three yards through the air. Uh, really nice game by him, a pair of touchdowns as well. You're looking at their quarterback, excuse me, Eastwood's quarterback in Andrew Martinez. He had 183 also through the air, 92 on the ground, and a pair of touchdowns, two interceptions for the senior quarterback as well. So, again, it's halftime out here at Eastwood High School. The Franklin Cougars on top of the Troopers, 28-21. An exciting one there at Trooper Stadium. So, Adrian, thank you very much. They're at halftime there at Eastwood, and we're going to take a little break. You're listening to Football Friday Night right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. Much more action to come. Stay tuned. Cisco Movers, the local experts for moving across El Paso. Need to move your college student into their new apartment? How about moving an entire family from point A to point B? Too busy to plan a move on your own? Cisco Movers can take care of everything. Packing, boxing, heavy lifting, Cisco Movers will take care of your prized possessions and ensure they get to your next destination with ease. When it comes to moving, don't stress. Let the top professionals at Cisco Movers handle the job. Get a free quote on your next move today at CiscoMovers.com. 600 ESPN El Paso and 95.5 KLAQ present UTEP Football 2021. Hi, this is Adrian Broaddus. With Sal Montes. This season, you'll hear a mix of UTEP football games live on KLAQ and 600 ESPN El Paso. Game 4 against the New Mexico Lobos, Saturday, September 25th. And after the game, get ready for Minor Talk. Only on 600 ESPN El Paso. Need a new restaurant to try? Experience Taco Avocado for feel-good fast food. Family packs available for the next big game. Or stop by their drive-thru and grab Taco Avocado to go. Wear your school colors and receive 10% off at Taco Avocado. Dine in at 2114 North Zaragoza or order online at tacoavocado.com. Signature hand-rolled tacos, classic dips, and make sure to get the chips on the side. Taco about the options, all at Taco Avocado. 2114 North Zaragoza or online at tacoavocado.com. Did you know that at the El Paso Association of Builders, there's more than just builders? Attorneys, car dealers, banks, credit unions, suppliers, and vendors are real Texas builder members. Why? Because they know that you have to trust what goes into your new home. El Paso Association of Builders associate members are proud to be a member of the El Paso Association of Builders. Go to ElPasoBuilders.com to check out your next car, kitchen, bath, or how to buy them. Supporting Football Friday Night, associate members of the El Paso Association of Builders are just a click away. The 2021 high school football season is here. Keep an eye out for the Greater El Paso Football Showcase Top 5 Players, the Draft Watch List, and exciting announcements for all of our events this season to include the All-Star Game, Draft, Combined Mentor Program, Quarterback Challenge Golf Tournament, and Scholarship Announcements. Follow us on social media and visit our website at 915showcase.com for updates. Senior players, don't forget, SAT, ACT scores need to be turned in before December 1st to be eligible for the draft. 
Football Friday Night is back exclusively on 600 ESPN El Paso. Join me, Bo Bagley, along with Paul McKinnon every Friday night as we bring you the best coverage of the city's one nothing. Lovington leads Gadsden 26 nothing. Alan Magordo all over Chaparral in the second half, 41-0. It's Anthony leading Cobre, 20-14. And at the half, Centennial leads Oregon Mountain, 20-14. Let's head back out to our Cisco Movers Game of the Week, Eastlake in Pebble Hills, and let's join Brandon Cohn with an update. Brandon. We have just reached a half, and Pebble Hills has a 14-10 lead over Eastlake with 15 seconds to go here in the second half. In the second quarter, partner was Eastlake quarterback Uribe completing a beautiful 38-yard pass to his wideout Anthony Moreno to get the, the uh, Eastlake Falcons down to the 10. Then they end up getting a field goal out of it, actually, at the buzzer. Weren't able to get a touchdown there, but it was a nice kick by Julian Molucci, who boots a 23-yard field goal, and making the score Pebble Hills 14-10 to over Eastlake. So, again, we have reached the half and a late drive there by uh, Pebble by Eastlake, pardon me, makes the score within four. So now Pebble Hill is just a four-point lead, 14-10 to 10 over Eastlake at the half. All right, Brandon, thank you very much. What a game there between Pebble Hills and Eastlake in our Cisco Movers Game of the Week. Other halftime action, we have Franklin leading Eastwood 28-21, Andrus over Austin 13-7, Canateo over Bel Air at the half 42-6. At halftime, St. Michael's leads Cathedral 20-2, and at halftime, Isleta over El Paso High 21-14. At the half, Burgess, the Mustangs all over the Bowie Bears, 35-7. And at the half, it's Delvai over Hanks, 24-0. I guess game in the third quarter at Clint's Lions Stadium, Clint hosting Chapin. Let's get an update from Joey Panisi. Joey? Yes, from Clint High School with 59 seconds left in the third quarter. It's now the Chapin Huskies, 28 the Clint Lions 14, and it's Heartbreak Hotel for Clint. For Clint. They have started to gain momentum and dominate this third quarter. Um, tried a little razzle-dazzle play that got batted up in the air, and then sophomore Nick Purcell, six foot, 190-pound linebacker from Clint, I mean from Chapin, picked it off, rumbled it into the end zone, but it was called back on an illegal block. Uh, the very next play, uh, Mason Standifer connected on a 34-yard TD strike to Anthony Rivera in the end zone. So that uh, tops the scoring. But as I said, um, this Clint team is just amazing. Uh, they're just running it right down Chapin's throat. Um, so with 55 seconds left now in the third quarter, it's Chapin 28, Clint 14. All right, Joey, thank you very much. 28-14, the Chapin Huskies leading the Clint Lions. We have an update from Austin's R.E. McKee Stadium. Let's join Alex Nicholas for an update on St. Michael's and Cathedral. Alex. 4-12 left in the third quarter. St. Michael's 20, Cathedral 9. It would be Paul Heinesy falling on a fumble, which would give Cathedral prime territory. They would go 34 yards and eight plays. A 10-yard touchdown run would be cashed in by Freddie Perk. That would be at the 505 mark, which would be Cathedral's first offensive score of the ball game. St. Michael's with a big first down in Cathedral territory with four minutes left here in the third quarter. And it's St. Michael's 20, Cathedral 9. 
And Bo Cole having a heck of a game on the on the defense. You know, Cathedral trailing, but he's having a good night. Remember, he's the one that blocked extra points, scooped it up, and took it the other way for a, a two point uh, conversion. Now a fumble recovery that sets up the the perk TD as a Cathedral looks to scratch their way back in, into this one. And oh, by the way, looking at uh, Chapin Clint again. What did we talk about earlier, Clint? How do you prepare for for the passing game? Chapin, a team that wants to sling the ball around these days. Well, the answer is uh, I don't think you can. You know, uh, second time, same kid, 45-yard touchdown, 28-14 now as they're doubled up on Clint. Absolutely, and you know, the Cathedral needed something to happen there, and they got it done. It got it done with a spark on defense, and that'll always happen, always kind of spark the team, it seems like, and it did in this case for the Cathedral Fighting Irish. And we have a final over at Riverfront Stadium. The Riverside Rangers improved to 5-1 and one with a 70 to six victory wow. over the Alpine Bucks. Uh, it's been decades since Riverside's put 70 on anybody, but what a win for the Riverside Rangers. And just to give that thing a little scale, remember that's the same Alpine team that uh, Jefferson and went and visited week one. Remember they trailed them for all of about three quarters. Jeff, Jeff playing pretty good ball these days. Uh, they're going to kick off at 10 o'clock in the morning against uh, Irvin High School. That game postponed tonight if you haven't caught that news flash. But Jeff struggled all they could and in the fourth quarter came back and uh, went a one, one went running away, try to say that, one running away from uh, Alpine and, and just from the get-go tonight, Riverside just stomps them. Boy, big win for the Riverside Rangers. Once again, Riverside put 70 on Alpine, 70-6. to six. Riverside victorious over the Alpine Bucks. Other scores today, Montwood topping Coronado earlier this afternoon, 34-0. Fabens falls to Lakeview, 28-8. Those are your finals so far. We're going to take a break and have much more second-half action from all around town. You're listening to Football Friday Night right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. You're listening to Football Friday Night on 600 ESPN El Paso. Let's go back to Bo Bagley and Paul McKinnon. Thank you and welcome back to Football Friday Night right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. Our player of the game brought to you by the Greater El Paso Football Showcase and a player of the night could be from the Franklin Eastwood game because what a barn burner we have at Trooper Stadium. We have more touchdowns. Let's go back to Adrian Bratis for an update on the Troopers and the Cougars. Adrian. 7.25 left here in the third quarter. It's all tied up. 28-28 at Eastwood with an opening 80-yard touchdown drive to kick things off here in the second half. It was capped off by a perfect 11-yard passing touchdown from quarterback Andrew Martinez to wide receiver Evan Macias. The Franklin Cougars, on the other hand, they are driving right now down to the Eastwood 39-yard line. We've got seven minutes to go here in the third quarter. Franklin 28, Eastwood 28, tie game out here. What an exciting game, Adrian. We're going to go back to you in just a couple minutes, get an update from Trooper Stadium. We got an update from Andrus Allen Sepkowitz Stadium between Andrus and Austin. Let's go to the coach, Jaime Chavez. Coach. 9.34 left in the fourth quarter. It is Andrus 20 and Austin 7. Andrus quarterback Elias Duncan had a one-yard touchdown run. The extra point was good. And that one capped an 11-play, 66-yard drive that took four minutes off the clock in the third quarter. And Cooper, or make that uh, Elias Duncan, he's 8 of 11, 185 yards in the air and two touchdown passes to Jeremiah Cooper of 80 and 53 yards. And on the ground, Duncan, he's got nine 
nine carries and 40 yards rushing and that one-yard touchdown run. The only touchdown for Austin, Jaden Wilson, a 73-yard interception return for a touchdown. 9.34 left in the fourth quarter. It's Andrews 20, Austin 7. All right, Coach, thank you very much. Boy, an exciting game at Bel Air's Highlander Stadium. It was 42-6, to Canateo over Bel Air. Canateo putting a, a whooping on the Highlanders early on. Let's see if anything's changed in the second half and join Steve Escajeda for an update. Steve. We've had a little bit of a change. We've got uh, less than a minute now to go in the third quarter. It is now Canateo 49 and Bel Air 6. Uh, Canadillo scoring the last time out on a 14-yard touchdown run by backup tailback Tony Ayala. Uh, he's came on, he came into the ball game here in the second half. Uh, seven carries, 74 yards, and that score. Uh, again, uh, for those who did not tune in earlier, this was a 7-6 ball game. The first three minutes in, and so the last 42 points have been scored by Canadillo. Uh It looks like L.J. Martin's evening has been done. He's uh, was taken out midway through the third quarter. His night will end up with uh, 18 carries, 212 yards, and a couple of touchdowns. That comes out to almost 12 yards per carry tonight. So, uh, and Martin also went over the 1,000 yard mark for the season. Again, uh, we're uh, approaching uh, the end of the third quarter. It's been all Kenneth you all night long. Beating Bill Air 49 to six. All right, Steve, thank you very much. Hope your calculator hasn't burned out all through those batteries, adding up all those rushing uh, yardage. But uh, nice job out there. 212 yards for LJ Martin. Hey, we got a breaking update from Alex Nicholas at Austin's Ari McKee Stadium. Can the Irish really come back down 20 to 2 at the half? Let's join Alex with an update. Alex. 16 seconds and running left in the third quarter, and it is St. Michael's 20, Cathedral 15. Wow. When you last left me, the, uh, St. Michael's was driving, but the Cathedral defense would stop them on fourth down, take over at their own 40-yard line. Very next play would be a 59-yard reception. Ray Hernandez would take a screen on the far side to the one-yard line. After a couple of minus runs, it would be Freddie Perk from four yards out. They went for two. Extra point would be no good. And doing kickoff, though, uh, going back the other way, Devin Flores would return it back about 28, 30 yards inside the 30-yard line. Uh, for St. Michael's. So St. Michael's is actually in the red zone to start the fourth quarter. The third quarter just end, or just ended, and it's St. Michael's with the ball in Cathedral territory. Start of the fourth quarter, it is St. Michael's 20, Cathedral 15. What a game there at Austin's Army Key Stadium. Thank you so much. Hey, got an update uh, from Adrian Bronis. It's now 35-28 Franklin over Eastwood. We'll head back out to Trooper Stadium in just a moment. Let's head out to Jones Stadium. Join uh, Isleta in El Paso High and Rhea Dauto with an update on the Tigers and the Indians. Ray. 7-17 left in the third period. It is the visiting Isleta Indians 28 the Tigers 14 on the Tiger homecoming night. The last score happened at 7.42 just a few seconds ago on a seven-yard TD run by Damian Contreras, the quarterback for Isleta, on a beautifully run quarterback keeper. The score was good with the, with the uh, PAT good, making it what it is now, the Isleta Indians 28, El Paso High 14. All right, Ray, thank you very much. What a game there. The Isleta Indians, they were down 14-7 to early on in that game, but coming back in a vengeance, three unanswered touchdowns. Let's head out to Burgess Mustang Stadium. Join Jeremy Caranco with an update on the Burgess Mustangs and the Bowie Bears. Jeremy. 
Hey, guys, we're actually just getting started to have the second half kickoff. We will kick off to Burgess, and uh, Burgess Mustangs, again, uh, on top 35-7. to um, Tavoris Jones, 123 yards and one touchdown tonight. Andrew Rutledge, three touchdowns for 128 yards. Uh, Rutledge is just four yards, six yards away from going over 1,000 on the season already. So, uh, again, extended halftime here because of homecoming, but uh, Bowie will start their first second-half drive at the 35 of Burgess. So that's where we are right now, 35-7. to 7. Again, Burgess leading Bowie the start of the third quarter. All right, thank you very much, Jeremy. It looks to be an exciting second half. We're going to go back to you in just a little bit. We got some breaking news out of Trooper Stadium. Let's head back to Adrian Broadus with an update on an exciting game between Franklin and Eastwood. Adrian. 5.04 to go here in the third quarter. The Franklin Cougars have retaken the lead. 35-28 is the score over the Eastwood Troopers. It was Cameron Bird punching in a three-yard rushing touchdown. Uh, he's had a fabulous night, 19 for 24, 221 through the air. But you want to talk fabulous night? How about senior quarterback Andrew Martinez, who's already leading the Eastwood Troopers uh, past midfield uh, with his, his ability to throw the football 17 of 29, 250 through the air. He's got two passing touchdowns, uh, rushing touchdowns from 80 yards out, and he had two interceptions. So, again, we've got just under five to go here in the third quarter. Franklin 35, Eastwood 28. All right, Adrian, thank you very much. Remember, Franklin led that game 21-0 in the second quarter. Paul, just when uh, Adrian thought it was 21-0, he's going to have an easy night and get back here for some taco avocado. Instead, he's got a barn burner. Best game of the night right now, 35-28. Franklin over Eastwood, a tight game at Trooper Stadium. Yeah, and Andrew Martinez, 80-yard run is what got it started. And then remember Franklin, a kickoff return uh, right back after that. So it's been uh, back and forth, mostly uh, in Eastwood's direction. But now Cougars uh, back out on top. Well, I'll tell you one where it's not back uh, back and forth. It's just back or forth, whichever ones the Andrews Eagles are. Jeremiah Cooper, a 54-yard interception return for a score. Now Andrews taking charge uh, over of the Austin Panthers. 27-7 now they lead that one about midway through the fourth quarter. Looks like the Eagles are going to get by the Panthers in district play tonight. So Jeremiah Cooper does it there early on. He had an 84-yard touchdown reception in the first. So a big night for Jeremiah Cooper. Two long long receptions for scores. Absolutely for the Andrews Eagles. Hey, let's head out to Joey Panisi. This game should be wrapping up in the fourth quarter between Chapin and Clint. Joey, what do you got for us? Yes, with 6.56 to go in the fourth quarter, the score is now Chapin 35, Clint 14. Uh, Standifer's come through. Mason Standifer just connected on his fourth touchdown pass of the evening. A 25-yard strike to Anthony Rivera in the end zone. That's Rivera's third touchdown catch of the night. Uh, Rivera has four catches and 117 yards. Uh, Standifer's up to 150 yards, four yards passing. And then Zach Ortega um, from Chapin just crossed 110 yards for rushing. Uh, there's a timeout on the field. Clint just ran a 46-yard run up the sideline. We're still waiting to see what the call is. Um, so with 6.56 left in the fourth quarter, the score is Chapin 35, Clint 14. Okay, Joey, thank you very much. What an exciting game there for the Chapin Huskies. Boy, Mason Standifer, what a night for him. Four touchdown passes. And uh, I'll tell you who else is ex- excited. Uh, the folks out at San Elizario looks like they're going to get their first win of the season. 
27 to nothing now. They lead Tornillo as that one heads to the fourth quarter. A big win. Lots of pride down there this for the San Eli Eagles. Actually, 438 left in the fourth quarter. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be tough for the Eagles to lose this one, even if they try. There you go. Hey, let's head out to Dan- uh, to Hanks and Delvai and J.D. Sursley at the half. It was 24 nothing. Delvai over the Hanks Knights. Let's get an update from J.D. on Conquest Stadium. J.D. 1036, uh, start of the third quarter. Um, Hanks decided to do a squib kick. It ultimately failed. So Christian Martinez ran it down their throat all the way down to the goal line. So now he is over 115 yards. And then Mr. Jesse Ramos with a 10-yard touchdown pass. So he is 10 yards away from roughly breaking the 1,000-yard mark of the season. Again, 31-0 Devaya over Hanks. 1036 left in the third quarter. All right, JD, thank you very much. Looks like that's going to be all Delvai in that game. Thank you very much, JD. An exciting night all over the town. We're going to head back out to our game of the week after this break. You're listening to Football Friday Night on 600 ESPN El Paso. You're listening to Football Friday Night on 600 ESPN El Paso. Let's go back to Bo Bagley and Paul McKinnon. Thank you very much. Welcome back to Football Friday Night. Some finals from around town. Alamogordo tops Chaparral 50 to nothing. Pecos tops Mountain View 58-42. And we have a barn burner at Trooper Stadium. This one is all tied up once again. Let's join Adrian Broadus for an update on Franklin and Eastwood. Adrian. Guys, you've got... 113 left here in the third quarter, a tie ball game. Franklin 35, Eastwood 35. A really nice response by the Eastwood Troopers. Quarterback Andrew Martinez struck again a 23-yard passing touchdown to Michael Caldera, who's got a pair of touchdowns already on the night. The Franklin Cougars now threatening down to the Eastwood 10-yard line. Looking like the Cougars might try to score here with 54 seconds left here in the third quarter. Franklin, 35. Eastwood, 35. All right, Franklin, staying on the doorstep. Adrian, stay on the line right now. We're going to try to uh, get back to you in just a moment, get an update from that game. So stay on the line, Adrian. Let's go out to Coach Jaime Chavez. We got an update. Oh, we got Steve. Steve Escajeda with an update from Highlander Stadium with Canatillo and Belair. Steve, take it away. I think someone took Steve away. <laughs> All right, Coach Chavez. That's Coach Jaime Chavez out at Andrus Eagle Stadium taking on the Austin Panthers. Coach, uh, take it away. What do you got an update for us? Okay, we've got 439 left in the fourth quarter, and the extra point is pending. It's now Andrus 34 and Austin 7, Charlie Bass of Andrews, he just uh, picked off an interception, went 70 yards for the touchdown. The extra point is good. And two more scores for Andrews uh, in this half. Jeremiah Cooper got his second interception of the night. One of those uh, a 54-yard interception returned for a touchdown. And also the other score for Andrews in the third quarter, Elias Duncan, the quarterback, a one-yard touchdown run. Jeremiah Cooper, along with his 54-yard interception return, two touchdown receptions of 80 and 53 yards. He's got three catches, 137 yards. 
And once again, 439 left in the fourth quarter at Allen's Sepkowitz Stadium on the Andrus High Campus. It's Andrus 34 and Austin 7. All right, Coach, thank you very much. Big second half for the Andrus Eagles. Hey, let's go to the second half of Pebble Hills and Eastlake. We have an update from our Cisco Movers Game of the Week. Pebble Hills is at Eastlake at the sack. Brandon Cohn, the Iceman, with an update. Iceman, take it away. We're about to begin the third quarter here at the sack. 14-10, to 10, it's Pebble Hills over Eastlake. Quarterback Ail Ochoa. For the Spartans, 10 of 17, 93 yards, two touchdowns, an interception. Running back Eric Medine had eight carries for 26 yards. Wideout Jaleel Boost had one touchdown and wideout. Marcus Torres had one touchdown on four receptions for 61 yards. For Eastlake, quarterback Elijah Uribe, who was the QB most of the first half there, was two of seven, 41 yards, did have two interceptions. Also had 11 carries uh, as a running back in the very beginning, and then mostly as a quarterback, 88 yards, and did have that one 23-yard keeper. And then they hit a 23-yard field goal as they have expired. The second half underway here at the sack, and that's a good one in our Cisco Movers game of the week. Pebble Hills 14, East Lake 10. Okay, Brandon, we're looking forward to that second half there at the sack for that one. Thank you very much. Let's join Adrian Bronis. We have another update from Trooper Stadium. The Cougars were knocking on the door. Let's see if they knocked it in. Adrian, take it away. 37 seconds left here in the third quarter. The Cougars on top of the Eastwood Troopers, 42-35 on third and goal from the 10-yard line. Cameron Bird struck both sparks again for a 10-yard passing touchdown. Bo Sparks has two touchdowns on the day. He's had seven catches for 55 yards. Look at Franco Hernandez, the wideout for the Cougars. He's totaled six catches for 106 receiving yards. But Cameron Bird, he's the story, the quarterback for the Cougars, 21 of 28, 237 through the air, three passing touchdowns, four total on the night. Again, we've got 26 seconds left here in the third quarter. The Cougars on top of the Eastwood Troopers, 42-35. A bow, a great one out at Eastwood Trooper Stadium, and one that's starting approach that out at R.R. Jones. A sled in El Paso, now a 28-21 game. Josh Contreras takes the block punt, 28 yards back for the score, as El Paso moves within a touchdown. And El Paso, all of a sudden, they like playing those uh, terrific games. Remember they the double, double OT last week against they Irvin? love it. 27-27 going into overtime. 41-35 final. Uh, Pedro Chavez, 25-yard touchdown run to win it. And you know they're hoping for more of the same. Get a little taste of that victory, and I think they like it. Absolutely, we'll get an update from Rea Dalto in just a little bit. An exciting game if you're a Canateo Eagles fan, but not at home if you're a Highlanders fan. For mm. Bel Air hosting Canateo, at last check it was 49 to six in the third. Let's head back out to Steve Escajeda with an update, Steve. We've got 5.38 to go in the ball game. We've had a little bit of a score change. It is now Ken Orteo 52, Bel Air 13. The Highlanders uh, scoring. Finally, uh, Noah Moreno, the quarterback, running, running it in from five yards out to make it uh, 49 to 13. And then just a little while ago, Jose Rangel, the kicker for Ken Orteo, just nailed a 35 yard field goal. And uh, you know what? Let's give him a little bit of uh, little props tonight. Uh, at an age where extra points are not automatic anymore, he's 7 for 7 on extra points tonight and also adding that 35-yard field goal. So he's been perfect on the night. 5.23 to go in the ballgame. 
mercifully for the Bel Air Highlander fans, it's Canon Teal 52, Bel Air 13. All right, Steve, thank you very much. Once again, exciting game. Looks like the Canateo Eagles will improve to 5-1, and one, leading this one by a, a, a huge amount in the fourth quarter. Hey, a tight game out at Austin's Ari McKee Stadium. It, did it stay a tight game between St. Michael's and Cathedral? Let's join Alex Nicholas with an update. Alex. 448 left in the ballgame. It's St. Michael's 27, Cathedral 15, the last scoring drive. For St. Michael's was a 10-play, 30-yard drive. Yes, 10 plays, 30 yards, where they converted two fourth downs. One was a one-handed beautiful catch on a fourth down play uh, by Devin uh, Flores for St. Michael's. A couple plays later, it would be the second touchdown of the evening for Damon Luhan. He has 102 yards rushing in the ballgame with two touchdowns. 448 left here in the ballgame. It's St. Michael's 27, Cathedral 15. All right, Alex, thank you very much. The Cathedral fight and Irish Paul down 20-2 to in that one. Again, remember, both teams 4-1 and on the season, battling their way back to improve to five points, down 20-15 to late in the third quarter. But this one's seeming to get away from them, the fighting Irish. Yeah, but still, we're talking about a, a Cathedral team 4-1 and coming in. Uh, this is Curtis Crane's best team. He's in his third season. Remember, they only played a game a year ago, and, and this is probably the best Cathedral team since uh, Christian Lightburn and I think it was Jonathan Frazier and those guys won their first of uh, two state titles in whatever district it was that they were in that they were able to find somebody that they were better than in, in the state. Hey, we got a breaking update at Trooper Stadium. Can you believe it? You, you, you can't wait to hear this one. Let's go to Adrian Broadus with an update on Franklin Eastwood. Adrian. Last time I talked to you guys, there were 48 seconds left in the third quarter. Now there's 10 seconds left in the, thir- in the third quarter. The Cougars are on top of the Eastwood Troopers, 42-41. And it was Eastwood quarterback Andrew Martinez. Another touchdown by him. This time a 15-yard rushing score. Had a really nice uh, rushing uh, play uh, coming out of that kickoff. And with the Eastwood Troopers and quarterback Andrew Martinez, over 300 yards through the air, 150 yards on the ground. Tonight he's got two touchdowns, uh, rushing touchdowns, and he's got three uh, passing touchdowns as well. What a game it is out here. Extra point was blocked. Uh, for the Eastwood Troopers. But we've got 10 seconds left here in the third quarter. The Cougars on top of the Troopers, 42-41. And we talk about how terrific Cameron Bird is playing for uh, Corna- for uh, Franklin uh, coming into this one. And he may not even be the best quarterback in this game. Andrew's, Andrew Martinez, he's having it. He, he's a quarterback that has the potential to put up 500 yards a game if he really wants. Boy, what a game there. And we were just talking about the Franklin defense. Stephen Powers back for that linebacking core for Franklin. Maybe an added boost on defense, but Eastwood having their way. Remember this game, 28-21 at half. Look at this, 42-41 at the end of the third quarter. Amazing. Hey, let's head back out to Ray Adalto Jones Stadium. He has an update on Isleta and El Paso High. Ray, take it away. 19 seconds left in the third period. The score is now the visiting Isleta Indians 28, El Paso High 21. Let me tell you how El Paso High got that last TD. It was a blocked punt, blocked punt and a run back for 22 yards. The, uh, the aggressor was Joshua Contreras from El Paso High. Scoring that big touchdown, the big man came across. PAT was good. That was with three minutes, 28 seconds left in the third period. Right now, with 
the El Paso High Tigers are at third down and long with uh, just a little bit under 18 seconds left in this third quarter. The quarterback just threw it, and it's going to go to the 40-yard line where El Paso High picks up a first down. It's an exciting game out here. The visiting Isleta Indians 28, the Tigers 21. All right, Ray, thank you very much. What an exciting game there. Let's see if El Paso can come back and maybe force another overtime for the second straight week. Hey, an exciting game between Burgess and Bowie. Well, if you're a Burgess Mustang, let's head out to Jeremy Caranco at Mustang Stadium for an update on the Mustangs and the Bears. Jeremy. 3-32, third quarter. It's Burgess now 48-7 to over Bowie. Two more touchdown passes for Rutledge. But he's got five tonight. One was to Sean Street at the 10-28 mark of the third quarter for 48 yards. And the other one was to Ray Compost, his second of the night for 52 yards. So the Mustangs putting on the offense in the second half. And the only thing that has really gone wrong for the Mustangs is 12 penalties for 130 yards and four unnecessary roughness. That's something definitely under his will address to his team. I'm sorry, not under his will address. Um, it'll be the head coach, uh, Andrew Rutledge's head, James Rutledge, will address to his team going forward. So, again, 3.20 left to go in the third quarter, and it's all Burgess 48-7 over Bowie. All right, Jeremy, thank you very much. Yep, looks like it's all Burgess Mustangs as they are likely to approve to 4-2 and two overall. This one should be uh, winding down over at Clint's Lions Stadium. The Clint Lions hosting the Chapin Huskies and Joey Panisi on the call. Joey, what's the update there? Yes, with two minutes and 23 seconds left in the fourth quarter from Clint High School, it's now the Chapin Huskies 42, the Clint Lions 14. Uh, this score is not in any way indicative of the nature of this game. Uh, Clint has been in here the whole way, just a couple of bad breaks. Uh, let me just give you the last score. Um, Zach Ortega, workhorse for, uh, for Chapin, on his 19th carry after three consecutive, 32-5. Here we got some hot action from Clint. Number 20, who is that, Mike? Number 26 just ran 62 yards for, for Clint. Another running back. What is Martin Machado with a 62-yard 62 62-yard 62 run, run Lions touchdown. Like I say, these Lions will not go away. But back to Zach Ortega on his 19th carry, 148 yards. He got, he got Chapin's last score in um, at 250. So right now as Clint prepares to kick the extra point with 147 left in the fourth quarter, it's Chapin 42. Clint, 20. 42-20 now. Clint getting back on the board. So, Joey, thank you very much. We got some exciting action out at Trooper Stadium. We'll head there in just a moment. But the, the Chapin Huskies were just talking about Andrew Rutledge having a big game for the Burgess Mustangs. Five touchdown passes. Mason Standifer, four touchdown passes for the Chapin Huskies. And it's what we talked about pregame. Uh, you know, is how's Clint going to be able to match up with the uh, – the suddenly uh, potent Chapin passing attack, and uh, we figured probably not so much, and and I, I think that's uh, borne itself out, as you said. Four TD passes for Mason Stanifer, who's getting increasingly hot the three years starting. And so we got J.D. Uh, Sursley. We got Adrian. We got Adrian on the line. Let's More go to Trooper action Stadium. out at Easter Trooper exciting, Stadium. Exciting, exciting game at Trooper Stadium. Let's go to Adrian. 
9.33 left here in the fourth quarter. The Franklin Cougars strike again. It's Miles McWhorter who punches in from four yards out. Extra point is up, and it is blocked. It is no good. We've got 9.33 left here in the, thir- in the fourth quarter. The Cougars on top of the Troopers, 48-41. Extra point again was blocked. No good. So what's good for the, the Troopers, I guess, is good for the Cougars. Uh, McWhorter. Punches it in, extra point blocked, just like Eastwood's extra point got blocked. So I guess you can't say for Eastwood, uh, well, I bet that extra point comes back to haunt them because <laughs> yeah, they just that. blocked. That's how you do it. If you get yours blocked, go block theirs. Uh, amazing. Wow. 48-41. Wow. What a game. Franklin, uh, this is amazing. We're going to go back. Adrian, Just I hope you plugged in your phone, and uh, please have that charger ready. Mm. What an exciting game there. Hey, let's head out to J.D. Sursley at Conquest Stadium for an update on Delvai and Hanks. J.D., take it away. Three minutes and 20 seconds left in the third quarter. Delvai, 45 to Hanks is zero. Um Jesse Ramos definitely just surpassed the 1,000 mark of the season with 135 yards total so far in his passing. And Kristen Martinez is at 170 on the ground. Uh, of course, pair of touchdowns. Um, there's a chance out here for the Hanks. It is 45-0 to Del Valle with 250 left in the third quarter. All right, J.D., thank you very much. And I think during J.D.'s report, did somebody else score from Trooper Stadium? I'm thinking ah. Franklin and Eastwood. What a game. It seems, I want to say, wait, one, two, three, four, five touchdowns in the last five minutes of that game between Franklin and Eastwood. So, wow, what a game. Hey, let's head out to our Cisco Movers game of the week, Pebble Hills and East Lake, and catch up with the Iceman, Brandon Cohn, for an update. Brandon. Not a bad game here either, gentlemen. Pebble Hills 14, Eastlake 13, 6-17 to go here, third quarter, as Eastlake gets the opening possession to start this half. And actually, uh, you know, they get all the way to the Pebble Hills 17-yard line, end up going for it on a fourth and two, and Uribe keeps it for three yards to convert. Then at the 6-17 mark, the Falcons aren't able to convert again. They decide to boot the field goal, and it's Merlucci kicking a 37-yard field goal right through the uprights. That's his second field goal of the game, making the score Pebble Hills 14, East Lake 13. We have a classic battle in our game of the week here at the SAC with 6-11 to go here in the third quarter. Pebble Hills 14, East Lake 13. All right, Brandon, thank you very much. You know, Pebble Hill strike first in that game in the first quarter to go up 6-0. Eastlake comes back 7-6. Pebble Hills gets another one. It's just back and forth. That should be a fun one also in our Cisco Movers game of the week. And between this game and the Eastwood-Franklin game, uh, I, you flash back to Eastwood-Pebble last week, you know, a game that went down to the wire. Pebble Hills winds up winning that one at the buzzer, uh, late two-point conversion. And Eastwood winds up losing it, so here we are again. Eastwood in another shootout with Franklin, coming off a game that they lost at the tag-in. And you have Pebble Hills holding on to a one-point lead against the team we're calling uh, the best in the city, you know, with, uh, with an asterisk, I guess, because I'm not sure there is a best this year. But they're holding on to one-point lead and, again, going down to the wire in another game, coming off a week where they just won one of these. So we'll see if there's any correlation. I doubt there is. We're coming down to the wire on Football Friday night. We'll have recaps and talks. Talks about all these late fourth quarter surges from all the games. You're listening to Football Friday night right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. 
Welcome back to Football Friday Night right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. Welcome back to the Wild Wild West. Woo! Some shootouts all over town. No An doubt. exciting one at Trooper Stadium. As a matter of fact, let's go to Adrian Broaddus right now for another update on the Franklin Eastwood game. Adrian. Breaking news out here. 529 left in the fourth quarter. Quarterback Andrew Martinez with his sixth total touchdown of the night. He punches in a one-yard rushing touchdown, and the extra point is no good. We've got 529 left here in the game. The Cougars on top of the Eastwood Troopers, 48-47. If I could stay with you guys real quick, Andrew Martinez on the night, over 15 carries, over 175 yards on the ground, and through the air tonight, 22 for 35. He's got three touchdowns, two interceptions, over 320 passing yards today. His favorite target. You got it. You got to call it. It's Curtis Murillo. Over 10. Actually, he's got 10 catches today. 105 receiving yards. And I may, I mentioned Michael Caldera before. Three catches, 67 receiving yards, and a pair of touchdowns. Uh, a great game out here at Troopers Stadium. 5:29 left here as the Cougars lead the Troopers 48-47. And Bo, another wild one out at R.R. Jones Stadium. Gabe Adiola, 48-yard touchdown reception. That tied things at 28, and oh, about five minutes later, the quarterback, Jerry Kaitas, a one-yard touchdown run. El Paso High jumps out on top of Esleta. This is just like last week, boss. 35-28, to 9.29 left in that one. Ray Adalto is going to have one of those fantastic finishes. Wow, amazing out there by the El Paso High Tigers. Down 7 nothing early in that one. And by the way, the Hanks Knights finally on the board. Uh, Dalius Coleman, the uh, basketball player turned footballer. Nine-yard touchdown reception. So they're not going to get shut out tonight. 45-7, to Del Valle over Hanks. Yeah, that one old Del Valle in that one. We have a final from... Uh, Andrus Allen Sepkowitz Stadium will head out there in just a moment. First, let's head out to our Cisco Movers Game of the Week and uh, tune in with Brandon Cohn on Pebble Hills Eastlake. Brandon. 252 left here in this third quarter, and Pebble Hills still with a narrow 14-13 to 13 lead over Eastlake. Uh, the, the Eastlake Falcons got a little closer here as their kicker, Malucci, booted a 37-yard field goal on their last possession. Worth noting now, Pebble Hills driving they get down right now to the Eastlake 45. The drive has stalled. It's a fourth and 14, and they're more than likely is, uh, yeah, they're going to go ahead and kick this one. I was thinking they may be a little, let's see, are they going to kick it? No. Yeah. Oh, no, wait a minute. It looked like it was going to be a, a big punt, but they decided not to. And, yes, they did boot it away all the way down to the five-yard line. 2.44 remaining in the third quarter, and Pebble Hills 14, Eastlake 13. Okay, what a game there in our Cisco Movers game of the week. Wow, 14-13 Pebble Hills over Eastlake late in the third quarter. We have a final at Andrus Allen Sepkowitz Stadium. Jaime Chavez with a wrap-up of Andrus and Austin seemed to be all Andrus in this game, really pulled away in the second half. Jaime, what do you have for us? Yes, it's a final. It's uh, Andrus 34 and Austin 14. Andrus quarterback Elias Duncan Two touchdown passes of 80 and 53 yards to Jeremiah Cooper. He also had a one-yard touchdown run. And Duncan was 8 of 11 for 185 yards passing. And the two touchdowns and the one and one interception. Jeremiah Cooper, three catches, 137 yards. And he also had a 54-yard interception return for a touchdown. Charlie Bass, his teammate, 
added a 70 a 70-yard interception return for a touchdown in the fourth quarter. The scoring for Austin, Jaden Wilson, a 73-yard interception return for a touchdown. Sergio Rodriguez had a four-yard touchdown run for the Panthers. Wilson had 22 carries, 72 yards rushing. Andres, 4-1 and overall, 2-0 and in district. That's District uh, 258, Division 2. They'll host Bel Air next week. Austin falls to 2-3, and 0-1 in district, and they're hosting the Burgess Mustangs next Friday. The final once again in Northeast El Paso. Andres, 34. Austin, 14. All right, Coach, thank you very much. It was like the Jeremiah Cooper show, Paul. A huge first quarter, huge fourth quarter, uh, some really big plays, really putting the Andrus Eagles over the top. Yeah, I hear people say, okay, Malachi Doe goes down. Oh, that's a bad thing for Andrus. Well, well, is it? No offense to Malachi, terrific talent, but less Doe may mean more Cooper, and we definitely had more Cooper tonight on both sides of the ball. All right, we got some breaking update from a Trooper Stadium between the Franklin Cougars and the Eastwood Tro- uh, Eastwood Troopers. I mean, what else would you expect tonight? Let's go back to Adrian Bronis, who's putting in plenty of work tonight. Adrian, what do you got for us? You say, I'm putting in work. How about quarterback Cameron Bird, who just punched in another touchdown? 4.58 to go in this one. Cougars on top of the Troopers, 55-47. Again, it was Cameron Bird keeps it for a 23-yard rushing touchdown. Keep the touchdowns coming out here. Extra point is good, just so you guys know. Cameron Bird, three touchdowns through the air, two uh, two on the ground. He's got 91 rushing yards, 279 through the air, and, again, three passing touchdowns. We've got 4.58 to go in this one. The Cougars on top of the Troopers, 55-47. Wow, what a game there between the, the Cougars and the Troopers. Uh, barn burner there. I'm sure we'll go back to Adrian in about two minutes. So, what a game there. Uh, let's head out to Steve Escajeda, Canetillo Belair. This game was all Canetillo late. Let's see what we have from Highlander Stadium. Steve, take it away. Last time this happened, Jaime Chavez was on the line. Jaime, you still there? He did the wrap-up. <laughs> Jaime Chavez in, uh, the Andrews, had the Andrews Eagles 34-14 over the Austin Panthers. Well, so, no, Steve just gets us a little co- closer to Ray Adalto, who's got a good one going out there. Remember El Paso High, 35-7 uh, to 7 now. They've scored the last 35-27. Uh, to 27. They've scored the last 14 points to take the lead over Asleta out at R.R. Jones. Okay, let's head out to Alex and uh, Alex Nicholas at R.E. McKee Stadium in Austin. Alex, what do you got for us? Final out here at R.E. McKee Stadium. It is Cathedral, or excuse me, St. Michael's, a 27-15 winner over the Cathedral Fighting Irish. There were three players that just were unstoppable this evening for the St. Michael's Horsemen. Zachary Martinez, their quarterback, 15 of 23 passing, 165 yards and two scores. His favorite target, Devin Flores, nine catches, 92 yards, and two touchdowns. Damon Lujan ran the ball 17 times, 108 yards, and, and two scores. 318 total yards for the Horsemen. Cathedral just unable to get anything going consistently on offense, just 247 total yards on the evening. So a final here from Central El Paso, the St. Michael's Horsemen from Santa Fe, New Mexico, 27, and the Cathedral Fighting Irish, 15. by uh, Alex Nicklaus tonight. Remember, he thought he was going to be at uh, Jefferson Irvin, but uh, uh, late fisticuffs in a JV game a night ago might have had something to do with a postponement. Irvin Jeff going to kick off tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock from uh, Irvin Memorial Stadium. 
Absolutely. That should be a fun one down at Tony Shaw Field, Irvin Memorial Stadium. The Irvin Rockets, 2-3, uh, and 0-1 oh in district, while Jefferson, 3-2, and 1-0, and, oh and also 0-1 oh district. Both teams looking for their first win in district. We're going to head back out to Rea Dalto, so make an exciting action at R.R. Jones Stadium between Isleta and El Paso High. We'll get to Ray in just a moment. At last check from Adrian Bronis, there hasn't been a touchdown at Trooper Stadium in the last minute. But there's about to be, so. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there's always one more. The, the, the town, the dreaded defense. Absolutely. Some exciting games all over town. Franklin inside the 20-yard line, so okay. just to keep you up to... All right, Franklin Franklin driving. Remember, Franklin leading Eastwood late in this game, 55-47. You would think a touchdown by the Franklin Cougars would put them away, but you never know in a game like this. Randalto's game just as good. El Paso has led a 35-28. Midway through the fourth quarter now. That's a good one. All right, let's head out to Ray Adalto at Jones Stadium with an update. Ray? 5-54 left in this burner i'm telling you it is the el paso high tigers 35 isleta visitors 28 let me tell you how things happened it was really a one yard quarterback keeper from jerry chitis and it was at 929 left in the ball game four minutes ago the the isleta indians traveled all the way down to the 22 yard line where they went with a fourth and sixth and try to get it into the end zone. They failed, and the El Paso High Tigers have taken over the ball. First and 10 for the Tigers on the field right now, 550 and counting on the clock. This could be an exciting finish for the El Paso High Tigers as they're looking to improve to 2-3, and three, but more importantly, to win their homecoming game. We've still got a lot of time left, but here at R.R. Jones Stadium, once again, 548. Left in this ball game is the El Paso High Tigers with the ball, 35. They visiting Isleta Indians, 28. That's what momentum looks like, Bo Bagley. Uh, talking about Ray Aguilar, second-year head coach out there, a guy who's trying to turn the program around. This is how it starts. Absolutely. Isleta up 28-14 in this game. Right. El Paso scored 21 unanswered points in this one. What a game there. Let's head out to Bel Air's Highlander Stadium. Join Steve Escajeda with an update on Canatillo Bel Air. Steve. It's all over here, guys. Canatillo all over the Bel Air Highlanders, 52-20 to tonight. Canatillo now 5-1 and one on the season. They were led by uh, L.J. Martin, great running back, 18 carries, 212 yards, two touchdowns on the night. Uh, Lorenzo Ariela added 84 yards on the ground. Tony Ayala, 76 yards and a touchdown. Their quarterback, Devin Granados, only completed four passes tonight, but two of those went for touchdown, oh, and he also ran for a couple of scores. For the Bellar Highlanders, who fall to two and four in the season, uh, Nick Chavaria came into the ball game averaging over 172 yards per contest. Tonight was held just at 47 yards on 16 carries. Uh, quarterback Noah Moreno, 21 of 30 in the ball game. 218 yards, a touchdown pass, and four big interceptions, while Adam Gomez caught five passes for Bel Air for 122 yards and a touchdown. Kenneth Thiel, 527 total yards on the night, 449 of those coming on the ground. Bel Air held a 299 total yards. So it's all over tonight here at Bel Air Highlander Stadium. The final score, Kenneth Thiel, all over Bel Air, 52-20. 
Steve, thank you very much. Big win for the Canateo Eagles. Remember LJ Martin taken out, I think, early in the third quarter in that one. Mm-hmm. This was all Canateo, 5-1. and one. So, Steve, thank you very much. And so we got finals from Jaime Andrus topping Austin 34-14 uh, from uh, Alex and Cathedral falling to St. Michael's 27-15. to And then also from Joey as uh, the Chapin Huskies top the Clint Lions 42-20. Guys, we'll see you at our post-game get-together spot, Union Draft House on Sunland Park this football season. And for all your sports watching needs, visit the Union Draft House, three locations in town, west at Cimarron Plaza, east at Tierra Este, and now off Sunland Park near the Sunland Park Mall. 100 beers on tap. Feast on the food and stay for the big game. Learn more on Facebook and Instagram at the Union Draft House. And this just in Chihuahua is near an end, so it looks like we're going to be moving over to 600 ESPN El Paso in just a few minutes. But first, let's get an update from one of our uh, the highest scoring game of the night, that's for sure. Franklin and Eastwood, let's join Adrian Broadus. Adrian, since we last left you, have there been like six more touchdowns? Unfortunately not. 139 left here in the game. The Cougars on top of the Troopers, 55-47 on fourth down. Eastwood at the Cougar 19-yard line. It was quarterback Andrew Martinez who swung it out to Michael Caldera, and it was incomplete. Pass was uh, dropped. Uh, actually, it was a really nice pressure by that Franklin defense. First off, it was Shea Smith on second down getting a, 12, uh, a stack that um, you, that put uh, Eastwood 12 yards back, and then it was Stephen Powers on a run play who stifled them right down the middle. Really good job by the Franklin linebackers in this one. Again, we've got 131 left here in this game. The Franklin Cougars trying to run out the clock. They're up 55-47 against the Eastwood Troopers. In a game where offense is all over the place, uh, leave it to Adrian Broaddus to find the defensive plays. Shea Smith, the sophomore, the big quarterback sack. And then uh, Stephen Powers, first game back, makes it makes a big stop on defense. And uh, they turn Eastwood over on downs. And as you heard, about 120 left in that contest. Franklin uh, probably going to be able to run this thing out. Eastwood uh, trying to stop, stop play with uh, whatever timeouts they have left. We have a breaking update from the Student Activities Complex. Let's head out to Iceman Brandon Cohn with an update on Pebble Hills and Eastlake. Brandon. 9.34 left here in this game. The score is 14-13 Pebble Hills over Eastlake. But Eastlake driving thanks to a beautiful 38-yard pass from Uribe to Isaiah Chavez. Gets them all the way down to the Pebble Hills 23-yard line. And now, as I speak, it is a second and eight ball on the 11-yard line. Rebay in the gun, and he is flanked by his uh, wideout, Jeremiah Escamilla. Here's the snap. And Uribe direct snap. Takes it to about the eight-yard line. So that'll bring up a huge third down here. Gained about three on that. Again, Uribe, what a night for him. This kid's having a night and a half as uh, he's taken over at quarterback right now. As last we checked, 26 carries, 185 yards for the running back and, of course, quarterback and wide receiver, Uribe. Here we go. We now have it down to a third and six ball on the nine-yard line. Uribe still in the gun. Down to 8.26 left in this game. Takes a snap and throws it to the right-hand side of the field. And it's completed. And the receiver reaches for the goal line. 
Looks like he's down to the one-yard line. And they are going to call. No, they are. Let's see. Are they going to call one one official spotted down to the one-yard line? What a beautiful play by Uribe in finding Anthony Moreno down now here to the one-yard line. Uribe, and oh, it's a bad snap. It goes behind him. He's down to uh, back to the 10-yard line, looks it, throws it to the far left-hand corner of the end zone, and that's incomplete to Anthony Moreno. And that's a big bobble snap on a first and goal here. The ball was down to the one-yard line. That was just a horrible snap there to Uribe. He yeah, no but Brandon, what a great job Uribe did that time. And, and not a seasoned quarterback guy who's a running back. Bad snap, he's 10 <laughs> yards behind the line of scrimmage, but by throwing that in- incomplete pass, takes the ball all the way back to the one-yard y- one yard line. So, so what? Incomplete pass. Still second and goal from the one. Exactly. Second and goal, Uribe, who's been playing for Sebastian Randon mostly the whole game at quarterback. And Uribe, of course, is running back Escamilla right behind him in the I formation. Uribe, Taking the snap, he's going to keep it and gets in there for the touchdown. Uribe scores with 7.54 left in this game, and Eastlake is going to take a 19-14 lead. How about Elijah Uribe? What a game for the kid, Mr. Dudal. We'll see what happens with this PAT attempt. as Eastlake here on homecoming evening trying to go 5-0 and in what's been an epic battle here at the sack this evening. So another touchdown for Elijah Uribe. This kid coming in, four touchdown passes this year, and there's going to be a timeout. So we'll send it back to you, gentlemen. Again, we have 7.54 left in this contest. Eastlake taking a 19-14 to lead on a one-yard keeper by quarterback Elijah Uribe. And, Bo, I think Pebbles got him right where they want him. Absolutely. This, this is where we where Eastwood was uh, about a week ago. You got about four or five on the clock, and you're down a score. Guy Ochoa, the sophomore, time to move him down the field, buddy. Yeah, Eastlake, watch out, Pebble Hills. They like to go for two. Hey, let's head back out to Adrian Bronis, get an update on Franklin and Eastwood before we head over with the big boys on 600 ESPN El Paso. We're going to finish up the live stream with Adrian Bronis and Franklin and Eastwood. Adrian. Cougars in victory formation right now. This one about to be in the books. The Cougars with a 55-47 victory against the Eastwood Troopers. Running down some stats for you guys. Quarterback Cameron Bird with 275-plus through the air. Five total uh, touchdowns in this game. Franklin wide receiver Bo Sparks, two touchdowns in this one. Really nice performance. The running back, Miles McWhorter tonight, 25 carries, 125 on the ground, two rushing touchdowns for the Franklin Cougars. On the other side, the Eastwood Troopers were led by their quarterback, Andrew Martinez, 327 through the air, 200 rushing yards today, six total touchdowns, and two interceptions. What a game it was uh, on both sides. Wide receiver Curtis Murillo led the way for the Troopers, 11 receiving yard uh, catches, actually, 104 receiving yards today. What a performance he had. But uh, it's all over here at Trooper Stadium. The Franklin Cougars will next uh, take on the Eastlake Falcons, while the Eastwood Troopers will square off against Montwood next week. Uh, that is the final. Cougars defeat the Troopers 55-47.
Adrian, thank you so much. We're going to do a quick recap as we finish up the live stream here. We are headed over to 600 ESPN El Paso. Please tune in for a wrap-up. we got a barn burner at Jones Stadium. Also, our Cisco Movers game of the week at the sack between Pebble Hills and Eastlake. Please join Paul McKinnon, Angel Munoz, myself, Bo Bagley, at Football Friday Night over at 600 ESPN El Paso as we wrap up. Football Friday Night, Week 6. 47 Franklin over Eastwood. What a barn burner that was. Yeah, crazy game. Uh, and about what we expected. Who knows what's going to win these, uh, who's going to win these 6A games from night to night? It looked like Franklin early. It looked like Eastwood late, and Franklin able to hold on uh, defensively, made a couple of plays to get that one. We'll have another wrap up from uh, Adrian Broadus in just a moment, but uh, some exciting action at Jones Stadium, some exciting action at the sack. Games everywhere all night tonight. Yeah, inside of two minutes out at RR Jones. That game was tied at 35. That's what it was last wow. week for double over, overtime for El Paso. But uh, Tigers just kicked a field goal, 38-35. They lead that one. 147 left, to the, left in that one. We're going to get out to uh, Uncle Ray Adalto shortly. All right, let's head out to our Cisco Movers game of the week between Pebble Hills and East Lake and join the Iceman, Brandon Cohn, with an update. Brandon. Brandon, a man, a few words, sounds like. <laughs> that game just oh. went... Uh, tw- 2014, last we checked on that one, uh, uh, Eastlake took, I, I believe, as their first lead of the night, uh, first lead in the second half, that's for sure. We'll get out to Brandon in just a moment. Eli, uh, Eli Uribe, a one-yard touchdown run to give Eastlake the lead. Yeah, so that'll be an exciting game here. Let's do a quick rundown of all the games as we get in uh, Brandon Cohn lined up here. 55-47, Franklin over Eastwood. Franklin improving to 3-2, and two, but more importantly for the Franklin Cougars, 2-0 in District 1-6A. The Eastwood Troopers falling to 2-3 and three overall and surprisingly 0-2 in district. The reigning district champs of uh, 1-6A. Wow. Uh, Andrus tops Austin 34-14. Canateo all over Bel Air tonight at Highlander Stadium 52-26. St. Michael's. The Horsemen of Santa Fe, uh-huh. they top the Cathedral Fighting Irish 27-15. That's a battle of 4-1 and one teams. Cathedral falls to 4-2. and two. Uh, At last check, Burgess was all over Bowie in the third quarter, 48-7. El Paso and his lead, as we just heard. A final from Clint's Lions Stadium. Chapin tops Clint 42-20. Chapin improving to 4-2 and two overall. Quarterback Mason Standifer, four touchdown passes in that one, while the Clint Lions fall to 2-4. and four. At last check, Delvai was all over Hanks. We'll have a wrap-up from J.D. Sursley here in a little bit. Uh, earlier today, Riverside all over the Alpine Bucks. They put 70 on Alpine. Riverside won it 70-6. to six. Lakeview tops Fabens 28-8. Centennial all over Oregon Mountain. This is a final 52-14. Alamogordo, a final over Chaparral. Big shutting out the Chaparral Lobos 50 to nothing. And, and an Pecos. update. Do you have Anthony, Anthony Cobra? Uh, don't have Anthony Cobra yet. What's that? 32-14 is the last score we had, the late fourth quarter. Anthony on top of Cobra, of course. So Anthony looking to improve to 3-3 three three overall, improving. Uh, with a win, if they could hold on there. A final from uh, Mountain View, Pecos tops Mountain View 58-42. And Motwood earlier at the sack, defeating Coronado 
34 nothing. And I don't know if you hit it, San Eli got their first win. Uh, Battle of Owen, five teams, 27 zip. They take out Tornillo. 27 nothing a final there. San Eli finally getting their first win of the season. So nice win there for. The San Eli Eagles, lots of pride there down in San Eli. Last night, we have some uh, games for you. America's topping Socorro 26-0. El Dorado topping Parkland 50-46. And Las Cruces tops Carlsbad, the caveman, 42-13. And a homecoming game just done out at Burgess Mustang Stadium. Burgess all over Bowie, 55-7. Bowie falls to 0-6 on the season. Burgess Reigning tri-champs last year, uh, duo champs, duo champs. Uh, a year before that, uh, they moved to 2-0 in the district. And, of course, Bowie 0-2, uh, 55-7 that final. All right, now we have the Iceman, Brandon Cohn, at our Cisco Movers Game of the Week, Eastlake in Pebble Hills. Brandon, take it away. 5-13 left in this game. Eastlake has taken a 26-14 lead over Pebble Hills, of course, at the 7 54 mark, Eastlake quarterback uh, Uribe ends up scoring on the one-yard keeper. The two-point conversion was no good on the 16-play drive to make the score 19-14, Eastlake over Pebble Hills. Then get this, Eastlake, talk about King Kong side stones. They decide to kick an onside kick, and they go end up being recovered by Hinojos for Eastlake. He recovers it at the Spartans' 21-yard line. Uribe then, three plays later, says, you know what, I'm going to put this thing in the bag. A 17-yard touchdown pass to wideout Anthony Moreno. Point after attempt is good. Eastlake 26-14 to over Pebble Hills. Looks like the Falcons are starting to pull away now. We have 4.50 left in this game and a nearly packed house at the sack. So 4.45 left in this contest. Eastlake 26-14. to uh, And it looks like a fumble by the Spartans. And let's see who recovers it right now. Quarterback was fumbled, and it is recovered by Eastlake. And, boy, that should probably seal the deal. Eastlake, Brandon Lira, the middle linebacker, recovers that 437 left in this game as their quarterback, Ochoa, was back. Again, 437 left in this contest. Eastlake, 26-14 over Pebble Hills. Brandon, thank you very much. An exciting game out there at the sack and a big fumble recovery for the East Lake Falcons. Let's head out to Ray Adalto at R.R. Jones Stadium for an update on Isleta and El Paso High. Ray. Homecoming is good for El Paso as El Paso High Tigers win tonight 38-35 to over the hard-fighting Isleta Indians. It was all El Paso High in the last few minutes, but a little scare from uh, from the uh, Isleta Indians as they came into uh, just under a, li- a little under um, four minutes left in the game and and got a score. Their point after was good, but they were uh, still behind, 38 to 35. The El Paso High Tigers did a beautiful job tonight, holding on. Okay, well, the final score here at R.R. Jones Stadium is the El Paso High Tigers 38 and the visiting Indians 35. All right, Ray, thank you very much. What a big win for the El Paso High Tigers. Second week in a row, last week 41-35 and double overtime over the Irvin Rockets. This week 
38-35 over the Isleta Indians. El Paso High improves to 2-3 and three overall. What a big win at home for the El Paso High Tigers. Let's head out to Burgess Mustang Stadium. Join Jeremy Caraco for an update in the final of Burgess and Bowie. Jeremy. Yeah, at the final uh, here at Burgess, they defeat the Bowie Bears 55-7 to in a tremendous offensive onslaught for the Mustangs. Uh, leading the way for the Mustangs, Andrew Rutledge, 13 out of 23 for 232 yards and five touchdowns. And then Tavares Jones, he added another touchdown late, 75 yards. He had a 74-yard score in the first half, and he had the 75 yards. So now he ended the game with 220 yards and two touchdowns. Um, Receiving-wise, all over the place, good night for the Burgess Mustang receiving core. One touchdown for Sean Street, 93 yards. 93 yards for Ray Campos as well for two scores. And... Adam Sierra, 36 yards and two touchdowns. So Burgess, it's a final, 55-7 to over Bowie. They'll take on Austin next week, and Bowie will try to snap his now 12-game losing streak at home against Irvin. And a final again, 55-7, Burgess over Bowie. All right, Jeremy, thank you very much. What a win for the Burgess Mustangs and Tavares Jones. The Tavares Jones show at Mustang Stadium. Big win for the Burgess Mustangs. Let's sh- let's head out. It's all over at Conquest Stadium, so let's catch up with J.D. Sursley for a wrap-up on Del Valle and Hanks. J.D. Yeah, Del Valle all over Hanks tonight. Um, just, you know, Jesse Ramos and Christian Martinez, they uh, both equally above 150 passing and rushing. Um I, Adelius Coleman was probably the only bright spot for Hanks with two touchdowns, but other than that, 59-21, to 21, Del Valle all over Hanks. Okay, J.D., thank you very much. Del Valle improves to 5-1 overall with the win, 59-21. Del Valle over Hanks. Hanks falls to 1-5. The best game of the night so far, at least. We still have Pebble Hills and East Lake at the sack. But Franklin and Eastwood, let's join Adrian Brunis for a light wrap of this game because, Adrian, it might have been the game of the year. It was a fantastic one out of Trooper Stadium, guys. Franklin defeats Eastwood 55-47. Got to give a lot of credit to Franklin quarterback Cameron Bird. Over 275 through the air tonight. Five total, five total touchdowns. Uh, you also had today wide receiver Bo Sparks uh, chip in with a pair of touchdowns, which is really nice tonight. Uh, Eastwood quarterback Andrew Martinez, two, 327 through the air tonight, 200 rushing touchdowns, along with six total touchdowns, two interceptions on the day. What a game. And, uh, yes, that's right, Bo. I could definitely hear you. You sound great. Tonight, uh, again. 55 East with 47. All right, Adrian, thank you very much. Yeah, this is my first time in this booth. As you can tell, this is kind of exciting. But, yeah, I don't know what all these buttons mean. Yeah, that one one means mute. (laughs) Mute's the one you need to know. I got about 10 different buttons here. Yeah, I guess it would have been good to go over a quick overview of how to work the board before I sat down. But what a win between Franklin and Eastwood. 55-47, Franklin victorious. Wow, what a win. All right, let's head back out to is that Brandon Cohn at the sack for what an exciting game in our Cisco Movers game of the week between Pebble Hills and Eastlake. Brandon, what do you got from us at the sack? 
three minutes left here in this game, and Eastlake has officially pulled away 33-14 to 14 over Pebble Hills at the 357 mark here of the fourth. Eastlake, Sharibe hands it off to wide receiver Adrian Lopez, who ends up scoring on the 14-yard jet sweep, making the score Eastlake 33-14 over Pebble Hills. Pebble Hills then fumbles on the, the ensuing kickoff. That's two consecutive fumbles for the Spartans, pretty much put a fork in them. They are done with turnovers in this fourth quarter. That has given them, they taken away any opportunity they had to come back in this one. So we have just under three minutes to go in this contest. All Eastlake, they've pulled away 33-14. They will move to 5-0 and over Pebble Hills. All right, Brandon, thank you very much. We'll come back to you for a wrap-up here as looks like Eastlake really strong in the second half. Remember, Pebble Hills led that game 14-10 at halftime, but Eastlake shutting out the Spartans in the second half. That was big because the Eastwood Troopers could not do that last week. Eastwood topped Pebble Hills. I'm sorry, Pebble Hills topped Eastwood by one point, uh, a late two-point conversion, so a really strong second half last week by Pebble Hills. Eastlake dominant this second half on defense. Yeah, you would say it was the defense that let him down a week ago. Pebble Hills was able to drive the field late. Uh, the uh, Gael Ochoa, the short touchdown run on the keeper, and then they go for two and uh, does the same keeper again to win that one. This time it was the trooper offense. They drove uh, Adrian Bradas told us all the way down inside the 20-yard line. But the key play was uh, Paul Smith's kid, the sophomore, Shea Smith, a big quarterback sack to to uh, you know, put a put a crimp in that uh, trooper drive, and then uh, Stephen Powers, his first game back this season, maybe the best defensive player in the city. Well, yeah, there is that that Andrews kid, so <laughs> Jeremiah, who's off to college, but uh, Powers a nice player as well. First game back, makes a big stop. Franklin defense turns him over on downs, and that was it. The Cougar offense was able just to run out the clock and come away with a huge win as Franklin moves to two and zero on the season. As you said, the reigning six A champion Troopers fall to zero and two. Amazing in District 16A. Hey, we're going to take a break here. Football Friday night on 600 ESPN El Paso. We'll be right back with a wrap-up from the sack from Brandon Cohn. You're listening to Football Friday Night Week 6. UTEP football kicks off Conference USA play against Old Dominion on Saturday, October 2nd. Don't miss the Miners League opener in the 2021 homecoming game. Make the Speaking Rock pregame party your tailgating destination featuring live music from the Garth Brooks Tribute Band plus food, drinks, and fun for the whole family. The Speaking Rock pregame party begins at 4 and the Miners Battle the Monarchs at 7 sponsored by GECU. Call 747-UTEP or visit utepminers.com for tickets. Get yours now. The 2021 High School Football Season is here. Keep an eye out for the Greater El Paso Football Showcase Top 5 Players, the Draft Watchlist, and exciting announcements for all of our events this season to include the All-Star Game, Draft, Combined Mentor Program, Quarterback Challenge Golf Tournament, and Scholarship Announcements. Follow us on social media and visit our website at 915showcase.com for updates. Senior players, don't forget, SAT, ACT scores need to be turned in before December 1st to be eligible for the draft. As you prepare to touch down in Dallas, you realize you've won the Dallas Cowboys touchdown flyaway. KLAQ presents free trips to every Dallas Cowboys home game. You could be flying away to Dallas with round-trip airfare for two, game tickets, hotel, plus $100 spending money. The Dallas Cowboys Touchdown Flyaways. Register now at all five comforts and locations. All three Yes We Do Family Hair Centers. Legacy Wellness CBD. On Red Road. All seven Oscar Arrieta All-State Agency locations. Tortuga Sports Lounge. On Shadow Mountain. Chase the Taste. Northeast on Gateway South. And West. North Desert at Mesa. Upper Valley Urgent Care Center. Next to Adventure Zone. Taco Level Cops. On Zaragoza. Burger Bros. 9300 
Producer, a flight count at I-10. And Porter City Alehouse. 1506 Lee Trevino. Prescott, he runs to the pylon. He runs it in. Touchdown, Sign up before October 21st to see the Cowboys host the Denver Broncos. Sunday, November 7th, celebrate with Miller Lite. The only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. Full details at KLAQ.com. Longhorn Distributing is where the pros shop for their cleaning and detail supplies and cleaning equipment for over 27 years. Howdy, Lauren Hodges, owner of Longhorn Distributing, inviting you to our store at 5516 East Paisano, just two blocks south of I-10, to see the wide variety of products on display. Most of our chemicals are concentrated, so you can adjust to your need to make the product and your money go farther. Check out our Hotsey pressure washers as well and other cleaning equipment, all on display at Longhorn Distributing in the middle of El Paso. Experience unique flavors at Taco Avocados. First, start with a signature hand-rolled taco. Choose between chicken, pork, ground beef, southwest chicken, or brisket tacos. Plus, vegan tacos are available. Potato, avocado, or bean tacos. Then choose your chips. Sweet potato, regular potato chips, or tostadas. Finally, choose a signature dip. Homemade queso, fresh guac, creamy buffalo, or sour cream. Taco Bell, the options. All at Taco Avocado. 2114 North Zaragoza. Taco Avocado. Eat good for you fast food. No gluten and no sugar. Order online. TacoAvocado.com. You're listening to Football Friday Night on 600 ESPN El Paso. Let's go back to Bo Bagley and Paul McKinnon. Welcome back to Football Friday Night right here on 600 ESPN El Paso, a barn burner in our Cisco Movers Game of the Week. Let's sit out to the Student Activities Complex on the east side and join Brandon Cohn with an update on Pebble Hills and Eastlake. Brandon. You know, it's a final. Eastlake wins this one 33-14 over Pebble Hills to improve to 5-0 and on the season. So congratulations to the Eastlake Falcons, and they really just pull away here in the second half. I can give you some stats here really quickly, and, and I'll tell you what. What a game for Elijah Uribe, who spent the majority of this one as the quarterback. But, of course, I mean, he's such a great running QB that he just dominated. I mean, 5-13 of 13 through the air, 112 yards. One touchdown. Also, 33 carries. Get this, 224 yards, two touchdowns on the ground. And their wideout, Anthony Moreno, two receptions, 56 yards, one touchdown as well. Isaiah Chavez had two receptions for 38 yards. On the other side now, and my, I might I add that Eastlake, of course, 5-0 and on the season. The next week, what a game at Franklin. That is on the 8th of October. For the Pebble Hill Spartans, they're 2-3 and now in the year, 1-1. One and one in District 16A. Just to look at their numbers, Gail Ochoa, their quarterback, 12 of 23, 116 yards, two touchdowns. He also had an interception, and he had 12 carries for 18 yards on the ground. Eric Martin, their running back, 11 carries for 30 yards. Also worth noting that Jaleigh Boss had uh, three receptions for one touchdown. Marcus Torres had uh, four receptions for 80 yards and one touchdown as well. So it is uh, indeed a final here as Eastlake wins this one by a final of 33-14 to 14 to move to a perfect 2-0 in District 168, 5-0 on the season. Brandon, thank you so much. What a fantastic job out there at the Student Activities Complex by Brandon and all of our reporters all around town. Nine reports, live reports from all around town. An exciting night in high school football week six and 
in our Cisco Movers Game of the Week, Eastlake topping Pebble Hills 33-14. Brandon, we'll see you in our post-game get-together. We want to invite you at home as well. Come join us at the Union Draft House on Sunland Park. Three locations in town, west at Cimarron Plaza, east on Tierra Este, and now open off Sunland Park near the mall. 100 beers on tap, feast on food, stay for the big game, and hey, talk to us. Let's talk some high school football. Union Draft House, Sunland Park. Some final scores as we wrap up the night. Pebble Hills falling to Eastlake, 33-14. Franklin topping Eastwood in a barn burner, 55-47. Andrus all over Austin at Allen Sepkowitz Stadium, 34-14. Canateo topping Bel Air, 52-26. St. Michael's defeating the Cathedral Fighting Irish, 27-15. El Paso High in another exciting game. El Paso High comes from a touchdown, two touchdowns down to shut out Isleta in the second half, winning it 38-35. And, Bo, it was the quarterback, Jerry Chidas, the 35-yard field goal with 147 left in the clock. Wow. Second week in a row that uh, the El Paso High Tigers at R.R. Jones Stadium, maybe some special magic at that place, come away with a, an amazing thriller. Amazing thriller. El Paso High improving to 2-3 and three overall with their second straight late-game victory. Remember last week in double overtime Ooh. over Irvin. So 38-35 El Paso over Isleta. Burgess all over Bowie, 55-7. Chapin tops Clint, 42-20. Del Valle all over Hanks, 59-21. Earlier today, Montwood topping Coronado, 34-0. Riverside put 70 on Alpine, winning 70-6. Mountain View falls to Pecos, 58-42. Lakeview topping Fabens, 28-8. Gadsden and Lovington, ooh, Lovington all over Gadsden, 52-0. San Eli gets their first victory of the season. San Elizario tops Tornillo, 27-0. Up in Las Cruces, Centennial all over Oregon Mountain, 52-14. Alamogordo tops Chaparral, 50-0. And Anthony gets a win over the Cobra Indians. Anthony improves to 3-3 with a 32-14 victory over Cobra. Paul. Out of town scoreboard. Abilene trying to pull uh, their second upset in, in a row. Remember, they got Odessa Permian last week to open District 26A play. They were up 27 21 on Legacy in the third quarter. Oh, by the way, for our new radio audience, Midland Legacy, formerly known as Midland Lee High School. You can't have a high school named after Robert E. Lee these days, even in Midland, Texas. So, Midland Legacy, they find a way to come back and beat Abilene 42 33. Legacy moves to four and one on the season. That's their first district game. They they go to one and zero. Abilene three and three, one and one. Elsewhere, Permian rebounds from that embarrassment. Their homecoming night, embarrassed by Abilene a week ago, seventeen to fourteen. They hold off Friendship. Friendship falls to four and two, one and one in the district. Permian now also four and two, one and one in that district. Odessa all over San Angelo Central. Odessa up and down, but when they are good, just like the girl with the curl, they are very good. Very good tonight. Forty-one to fourteen. They take care of Central. Both teams were two and three, zero and one coming in. So you can do the math. In uh, Super Five A, Tascosa is a beast. This year, they moved to uh, five and one in a Thursday, Thursday nighter. Lubbock, Lubbock's nothing, but wow, they treated them like nothing. 82 to nothing. Tascosa throws the eight number on uh, Lubbock High School. Elsewhere, Amarillo beats Monterey 24 to seven. That also a Thursday nighter. So Amarillo all over Lubbock. Uh, 
out in that area. Uh, Amarillo moves to six and one, six. Excuse me, two and zero, oh, five and one uh, on the season. Monterey three and two, one and one. Last score we had Lubbock Coronado up on Paladuro, twenty-one to eight. And of course, you mentioned this is an out-of-town score from San Angelo. San Angelo Lakeview held off Fabens. The score I have is uh, twenty-eight to eight. So uh, not not a pleasant trip for the Wildcats. Thought they had a chance at that one. Barely lost to La Mesa a week ago, thirteen twelve. La Mesa opened the season by handling uh, San Angelo Lakeview. In San Angelo, twenty-four to twenty, but uh, not to be for the Fabens Wildcats. Bad, bad trip all around. Yeah, tough trip for uh, Fabens. Uh, that's correct. The final twenty-eight to eight, Fabens falls to one and five overall, and they'll have to regroup because they have the Cotton Valley Classic next week. Clint and Fabens, the Wildcats, will host their longtime rivals, the Clint Lions. That should be a fun one. We're going to talk more about next week as we take a quick break here on Football Friday Night, and then uh, when we come back, we'll. Take a look at next week's scores and wrap everything up. Thank you for tuning in to Football Friday Night. We'll be right back. Football season is back. Enjoy all the action at Border City Alehouse. The upsets in overtime. Did we mention all the hard-hitting action? For a cold beer and a good time, the place to be is the home of Monday Night Football, Border City Alehouse. With 20 big screen TVs and three projection screen TVs, you won't miss a second of the action. Border City Alehouse, where every Monday night is pint night. Enjoy any of the Alehouse's draft beers for only 3 4 or $5 a pint. There's a great selection of over 30 beers on tap. You can also enjoy the great taste of Jack Daniels for only $5 along with $4 Fireball. The Kitchen's serving up six flavors of wings, half-pound burgers, and more. Everything you need for a great time. Don't miss a second of the action. Get there early for happy hour from 3 till 7. Monday Night Football. It's game on at Border City Ale House, 1506 North Lee Trevino at Vista del Sol. This is Steve Kaplowitz. Join me in Sports Talk Live beginning at 4 p.m. right up to game time with great prizes given away at halftime. Chase the Taste Delectable Burgers, Sandwiches, and Tacos are perfect for a night out with the family, a satisfying lunch break bite, or taking home a meal for the big game. Chase the Taste, two locations in El Paso, west side off I-10 in Mesa, northeast off US-54 in Martin Luther King. Chase the Taste, voted best of the city burgers in town. Try a classic number one burger with the signature sauce from Chase the Taste. Sandwiches, tacos, wings, and even vegetarian options. Don't forget carne asada fries on the side. Check out their menu at chasethetastep.com. Chase the Taste, stay hungry, El Paso. Did you know that it the El Paso Association of Builders, there's more than just builders. Attorneys, car dealers, banks, credit unions, suppliers, and vendors are real Texas builder members. Why? Because they know that you have to trust what goes into your new home. El Paso Association of Builders associate members are proud to be a member of the El Paso Association of Builders. Go to ElPasoBuilders.com to check out your next car, kitchen, bath, or how to buy them. Supporting Football Friday Night, associate members of the El Paso Association of Builders are just a click away. The 2021 high school football season is... Is here. Keep an eye out for the Greater El Paso Football Showcase Top 5 Players, the Draft Watchlist, and exciting announcements for all of our events this season to include the All-Star Game, Draft, Combined Mentor Program, Quarterback Challenge Golf Tournament, and Scholarship Announcements. Follow us on social media and visit our website at 915showcase.com for updates. Senior players, don't forget, SAT, ACT scores need to be turned in before December 1st to be eligible for the draft. 
This football season and for all your sports watching, there's only one place to be in the Sun City, the Union Draft House. Three locations in town, far west in the Cimarron Plaza, east on Tierra Este, and the newest location on Sunland Park next to the mall. Union Draft House, 100 beers on tap. Feast on their handcrafted food and stay to watch the big game. Pizzas, wings, and beer. Family friendly, perfect for a night out and a great time with friends. The Union Draft House, the after party spot of football Friday night. Learn more on Facebook and Instagram at Union Draft House. You're listening to Football Friday Night on 600 ESPN El Paso. Let's go back to Bo Bagley and Paul McKinnon. Welcome back as we wrap up Football Friday Night Week 6 right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. What a night. And what a week it was in high school football. Remember, got started with a doubleheader at the sack last night, a doubleheader at the sack tonight. We got reporters everywhere, and what an exciting week it was. Remember, all scores and wrap-ups can be found at krod.com with pictures powered by Prep One and Jesse Tovar. Do a great job with getting pictures from all the games all over El Paso. And Paul, as we take a look at next week's games, a Thursday night tilt should be a lot of fun over at the sack. Eastwood at Montwood. I got to say that's a must win for the Eastwood Troopers if they want to claim a playoff spot District 16A. Yeah, it really is, but but even uh, for both teams, if anytime you're playing somebody who's part of that, we've said anybody could beat anybody in 6A tonight and, and I think we saw that tonight as close as Eastwood came uh, to the Franklin Cougars, you know, anybody's game, but it's a game Montwood has to win as well because if Eastwood finds a way to beat Montwood, you know, maybe Montwood's on the outside looking in. Uh, you know, they they had an easy one tonight against Coronado. That was 21 zip uh, at half, and and they cakewalked to victory in whatever that was, 36 nothing final. But uh, yeah, at, at both teams, that's a must game for both teams, in, in my opinion. Uh, uh, Eastwood's still trying to find themselves. We talked about it earlier. Their alpha dog, the receiver Isaiah Pena, uh, ACL week one after a big game, eight catches, a hundred plus yards, and that. But that's. That's the only game he's going to play this year. Now they got a bunch of young receivers. They're all tall. Coach Julio Lopez likes them, but they are still young. And, and as we've said, ever, ever since Lopez has been there, there's always been an alpha dog. Pena was the alpha, and he's not there anymore. You know, who's, who's going to step up now? You know, there's a couple of candidates. Well, elsewhere in District 16A, we have Socorro at Pebble Hills. That's a 4 p.m. game at the sack. And then another doubleheader at the sack Friday night. Coronado and Americus is your late game at 7.30. And, of course, our Cisco Movers game of the week. I'm calling it right now. East Lake at Franklin. Both teams undefeated in district. Uh, this could be a barn burner. This could be the game of the year. In uh, East Lake's playing like it. And now Franklin can certainly put up points. And when they have Stephen Powers, once he gets back into the groove in defense, Franklin can really play well. Yeah, not a lot of defense out at Eastwood Trooper Stadium tonight, but uh, <laughs> yeah, you know true. they got it when they needed it. Eastwood's driving late; they're looking to score and tie this thing up and maybe send it to overtime. And you know the Franklin <laughs> Franklin D steps up. It, it sounds funny to say, but I mean, you know, maybe they're just saving themselves <laughs> the yeah. entire night. I don't know, but they made plays when it mattered, and it was the playmakers: the sophomore Shea Smith with a big quarterback sack, and then Stephen Powers, the stop that turned it over on down. So. You know, that's a defense that gets better, uh, I think, weekly, especially as they put things back together. Other games around town tomorrow night, uh, actually out of town, El Dorado Aztecs travel to Fort Stockton. That's a 6 p.m. kickoff. That'll be interesting. Bel Air will travel to Andrus. 
Chapin is going to be at Horizon, and then Parkland at Canateo. You can probably put money down and win some money on who's going to win those games. But it's going to be interesting tomorrow. Remember, 10 a.m., Irvin is going to host Jefferson. Yeah, I'll be there for that. If Jefferson can win that one, guess who Jefferson hosts next week? The El Paso High Tigers. Those late-night Tigers that love to play those late-close games, and they're pulling out some victories. See, this is what we're talking about. These are big games. Irvin, coming coming into the district schedule, looked like Irvin and Jeff might be fighting things out for that that fourth and final playoff spot. Yeah, you know, you got Burgess and Andrews for sure. Normally you have Austin. They gave Andrews a good run tonight, but Jefferson is playing well for anybody who hasn't been paying attention. Now, three and two going into tomorrow morning's contest. Irvin's been struggling. Remember, Irvin was part of that uh, tri-championship uh, last year. You know, they played some teams they could beat, and all of a sudden they said, uh-oh, no more games uh, because of COVID, so... You know, at 3-0, that, that got them a title. Well, they could start uh, 0-2 if Jeff puts it uh, to them tomorrow. So, talk about must games. That's a must game for Irvin. But these two next weeks, as you said, Jeff Irvin tomorrow and then Jeff El Paso High a week from now, those are playoff games. You know, if you want to be a playoff team, you got to win those, those games. They're big. Absolutely well said. Other games around the area, Del Valle traveling to my old stomping grounds of El Centro, California. We'll take on Central Union, the Spartans. Uh, A fun note about Central Union, that is the largest school in that whole area, the whole valley. So uh, that should be a tough challenge for the Del Valle Conquistadors. Riverside at Senelli. Uh, once again, Parkland at Canateo should be fun. Clint at Fabens, the Cotton Valley Classic, should be a fun one down in Wildcat Country. Isleta is at Hanks. Chaparral is at Cathedral. Gadsden will host Oregon Mountain, while the Las Cruces Bulldogs will travel to Hobbs. And the Mayfield Trojans will host Goddard. Centennial travels to Carlsbad. Centennial with a big win over Oregon Mountain tonight. Tornillo and Anthony, that's always a fun one in uh, 3A. And then Rio Grande and Santa Teresa. Santa Teresa is playing pretty well this year, so that should be a fun one too. And what you see from the locals is that everybody is going to be back in district play. I mean, there's a couple of non-districts mixed in just to balance things out, but uh, 1-4-A starts back up again. That's uh, that's Horizon and Hanks and all those guys. So so all the games are going to be meaningful, which is nice. So we get back to radio just in time for everyone's district seasons. I say we get back to radio unless the genius Rob Manfred decides, you know. <laughs> Give the Chihuahuas 10 more games to play. Why not? Yeah, Let's why not? World Series is over, but baseball's fun, you know, especially at the local level. Well, we appreciate the Chihuahuas having an exciting season. We're glad to be here on 600 ESPN El Paso as we wrap up Football Friday Night Week 6. I'm Bo Bagley for Paul McKinnon, producer Angel Munoz. Thanks for tuning in to Football Friday Night.